He's like an esports guy. Okay. Uh, I think he used to play CSGO. Maybe oh, okay. Overwatch competitively. Mm. Anyway, he... Uh, it's this thing on social media now where people just take a screen cap of a paragraph from an article and they post it. Right. Instead of linking it or even posting the text to social media, yeah. they just quote people by screen capping their article. Yeah. So Rod, right? Slasher, at right. Slasher on Twitter. He... he uh, Screen Captain Ozzy interview with Overwatch League's commissioner about uh, Adderall. Okay, yeah. And the use of Adderall. Right. An ongoing controversy, yeah. And uh, I guess it became, it it was in the news again because someone was talking about it on a stream. Mm -hmm. An esports player was like, yeah, 80% of us are on Adderall anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I look at it and. Is Adderall a competitive advantage in video games? That's my question. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, is it a performance enhancing? Yeah. Is it performance enhancing? Yeah. And then, like, where do you go from here? Right. Is marijuana performance enhancing in esports? Or is it, you know, do you test for everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what... Where do you where is this going? Yeah. Because I think video gamers uh don't want to be regulated. <laughs> no. So because it's a chemical drug and it's like uh an attention drug, it's a drug designed to increase your attention, your ability to focus. Mm-hmm. That I could see it the argument that it is performance enhancing yeah. or at least would affect the game. Right. My takeaway is, if that guy's statement is true, and I can't remember the name, I just know Slasher was tweeting about it, you can ask him, he's an expert, he's really great, mm-hmm. kind of take an underground kind of take on the esports scene, mm-hmm. different than you would see in the media. Okay. Um, yeah, just, it's, if that's true, 80% of players in Overwatch League are on Adderall, mm-hmm. that's, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for everyone that's on Adderall. Yeah. That's practicing that game. Yeah. Or like maybe your game's not that fun if you need Adderall to play it. Yeah. I, I, I would want to know that stat for Quake players. Yeah. Because having met quite a few professional Quake players, mm-hmm. they don't seem like the kind of dudes that are up on Adderall. They're no. up all night. No. They're just playing Quake because they love to play Quake. Yeah. You know, like you see that with uh, Madden tournaments or yeah. whatever. Like, experts of any video game i think they just love video games yeah. video games are their drug yeah so it's like i i don't know the idea of that it be like the, there's so much there to unwrap right is it ethical is it fair yeah are you like there's hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line now yeah. so is it cheating right. should people be banned it just seems like a very uh huge thing mm-hmm. for all of esports to address yeah you know and it's like it comes back to the character of the game the integrity of the game mm-hmm. and i think that's the challenge uh that you're gonna see in all esports mm-hmm. you know and then also like what happened at the madden tournament you know where oh, yeah the guy who lost in the tournament came back and, and killed people yeah if we're at this place you know where there's so much money on the line and there's notoriety and then you know clout 
influence, right? Mm-hmm. That kids are doing drugs and getting violent. It, it makes you wonder about the effect esports is having on society. Yeah. So as a commissioner of an esports league, yeah, this Shaq is, News uh, Electronic Sports, yeah. it's something that I've been thinking about lately. And I just look at our events, and I think the most important thing that we've tried to do is embrace the gamer, right? Mm-hmm. Celebrate gamers. Talk to gamers. You know? Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I think we have a place in the in in there. We we have we can we can show a, a right way to do it. But I, I don't think I'm going to have people pee in a cup. No, but I, <laughs> I, I think we're on the right track to that though. Like yeah. I, th- I think we started off on the right foot. Yeah. At E3 by by hosting a tournament that did not cater to one specific game and therefore mm-hmm. one specific audience. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know we we had people run the gauntlet, Street Fighter, Rocket League, all the way down to Quake. Like it was for people who just love games we wanted with with mega moose 64 yeah we found the shack news world champion right and he was an example of what we think is like great Mm -hmm. about competition in in video games and electronic sports Mm -hmm. you know to go through a gauntlet of that that's the trial you know and like it doesn't matter how much adderall you take when you come to the uh, a shack news electronic sports event right you're going through a gauntlet yes you know so you can't just sit there and play one game over and over again. I think that's what's truly going to make us unique. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it already has. I'm, I'm like I, I, you know, we're kind of going towards the end of the year, and I've been like, just thinking about our end of year plans. Mm-hmm. And I just want to celebrate the year of 2018 for Shack News. Yeah. Because if you look at this year, relative to any other year. I think you'll be able to say this was maybe our best year. I think, I, I think, it, it, I think it was in, in 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 every way, in terms of traffic and types of new content, and yeah, types like of videos outreach. we created, yeah. Uh, yeah, raising funds, like whatever. Yeah, I think we might have had our best year ever. Yeah, and it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Which 2018 is, was always destined to be the year. Of Shack and News you know, anyway. like people always said. Yep. That 2018 would be the year of Shaq news. And yes. I, I really do think that 2018 was the year of the Shaq. Yeah. Like, I think I, I, it's not, I'm not going out on the limb saying that. Nope. So I think I'm going to say that later this year in a big way. You sh- Okay. Do I, am I going to be <laughs> privy to these plans? Yes. Off of the course. Air? Okay. You know, like last year, you know, we did the year of the games. Mm-hmm. Because last year was an amazing year. Yes, it was. And I think we can continue to do the year of the games. And, yeah. You know, I, I think this will be another year of the games. It's not as good as 2017. I mean, I've played 60 hours of Diablo 3 on Switch. I've played Dark Souls on Switch. Also, like, why I don't can people, die now. Why don't people just sit there and tell me to my face every day that Nintendo Switch is the greatest console ever? It's, I want to get on a mountaintop and scream it. You have Dark Souls, you have Diablo 3, you have, you have Doom, Death, you have yeah, Zelda, yeah. you have Mario, you have Wolfenstein 2. All in the same house. You have so many indie games. Yeah, Hollow Knight. Every indie game you could ever imagine. Hollow Knight is my 2017, 2018 game. Polybridge, Floor Kids. Yeah. It's just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll start the show. Okay. And I love you in a special way. 
I said, I love you in a special way. Hey, I love you in a special way. I'm gonna do a little like happy little. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO, editor in chief. I'm the uh, chief puppy wrangler, but not this week because David's wrangling her. So he gives her a belly rub. That's right. She's got dos bobos. Dos bobos. Out of four. Lola, our chair pet of the board, making the long trek from her Mickey Mouse bed to the couch uh, by way of her humpy bed. Yep. Yeah, that that bed has some stories to tell. <laughs> Loop Daddy, stop that rape is the official theme song of that bed. Oh my goodness! So David, yes, Craddock, yes, our long reads editor, yeah, making the long trek across the increasingly icy and mean streets of Canton. Yeah, Ohio. I was gonna say like they weren't icy on the way over, but they're gonna be icy by the time I leave. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm worried. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, I do have an SUV. No. I, I can help. I can be your boober drive you around <laughs> all right uh but yeah I, I i've thought about it you know getting yeah. into the uber eats biz on the side because yeah. you know i have so much free time uh these <laughs> yeah, days you, 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 you can take on another job <laughs> you sure. know i feel like the recession's coming on i'm like i could always be an uber well we're in a wall showing up in an uber eats with a, with a tesla that'd be great that'd be great that'd be kind of amazing yeah if i show up you know in 2020 in a tesla roadster yeah Here's Make your Burger King, sir. Yeah, Grubhub. Yeah. Asif delivering Taco Bell to my house. I would deliver Taco Bell to your house for a reasonable price. Uh, yeah, the stock market will not peak until Uber goes public. Right. There you go. Hot take. Dropping okay. drop the mic. We're wow. not going to talk about the stock market for a while now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There's your hot take. So here before, before we go any further, we have an official sponsor this week. Yes. A it's bona fide, genuine official sponsor. Bad Kitty 64. Yes, because she sent us a care package. She sent me Super Mario cereal. Yeah. And she sent both of us a, an array of candies from Hawaii yeah. that you can't get here. Oh, I'm so excited. And notepads from Hawaii yep. that have like Hawaii looking things on them. And magnets. And magnets from Hawaii. So basically, she sent us this amazing care package. Yeah. And now. She has skyrocketed above all the Northeast Ohio restaurants that we love. Yes. To be our unofficial, official, unofficial sponsor. Yes. Uh, and I, we know she won't sue us. Yeah, we do know that. <laughs> <laughs> so we love her. Bad K64, you're the best. You listen to all of our episodes. You tweet about them. Even though I'm so lazy, I haven't even written articles about like six of them. I'm bad. I need to write up the, the shells for these. Come on, Asif. You have so much spare time. We've already talked about this. What are you doing? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm in the turd mines, deep in there, yeah. looking for turds, and I'm finding some. Yeah. Apple at 187 the other day? What the hell? Mm-hmm. I was like, 230. I think it was 232 was the all-time high. Mm-hmm. Fell to 187 in about three months. It's a rapid decline. That is. Uh, Apple's known for rapid declines, though. This is not the first time Apple's dropped 20% no. in the last 20 years. This happened before. Yeah. But sometimes they're actually buying opportunities in the long run for Apple. I think it might be the case right now. Like I, I, the last recording, I was like, "Yeah, don't buy anything right now." Right. We've now dropped more. I think the Nasdaq was at like seventy two hundred. The Nasdaq Composite, mm-hmm. and the the QQQ, the Nasdaq one hundred, it's now like in the one sixties. I think it was one sixty seven when we were recording. Mm-hmm. It was at like above one eighty. So these things have dropped. Yeah. Things are, you know, I, <laughs> I've always of the opinion that when correlation goes to one and everything goes down in unison, mm-hmm. that some things will go down too much relative to others because of their value. Mm-hmm. And I think that's happening right now. Yeah. So I think from a long-term perspective, I'm still interested in owning stocks and I look at them and I'm like. There's people who like bought Nintendo at 58 earlier this year in January, you know, off right. their off their awesome quarter, mm-hmm. and they lost money if they sold, you know, by now because it's in the mid, it's in like the upper 30s, right. 38 or so. Mm-hmm. I look at it and I'm like, okay, so you have the stock that went from 11 dollars to 58 dollars, now it's back at 37. Yeah, that's the last four years, three years mm-hmm. for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's not that unreasonable of a sell-off. No, it's not. And if you look at it, and I, I wrote about it last year, and I posted a video about it, that I said that the, the launch trade from Switch was over. Mm-hmm. You could have bought it in, like, 25 and sold it at, like, 43. Yep. That was your trade mm-hmm. if you wanted to trade it. If you wanted more upside than that, you had to hold it for years. Mm-hmm. But if you bought it at 11 or 12 or 20 and it's at 37, you're still up. And that's how long I've been talking about this stock. I've been talking about this stock being cheap since it was at about $37 all the way before Fukushima in 2010. Yeah. So I've been bullish to the stock forever. Mm -hmm. And I still think it's undervalued. You know, there's just... You look at different revenue streams ahead of it. Mm -hmm. They have have the amusement park. They will eventually have a mobile app that will make a fuck ton of money. Fire Emblem Heroes makes them a lot of money. Yeah. Um... And that's not even a popular franchise. They have Mario Kart coming out. Yes. If they do that right, they might have to start just employing microtransaction uh, strategies that other companies do in their mobile. I I could see them doing that, but I think they'll put some sort of Nintendo twist on it. They try not to be pay to win. No. But I'm just saying, like, they need to employ Fortnite-style stuff. Yeah. You want Mario in this hat? Give us a dollar. That kind of thing. I mean, if they have some sort of me type avatar for mm-hmm. Mario Kart, iOS, whatever they end up calling it, then you could buy all sorts of outfits. You it's, could customize your yeah. cart. It's Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour, okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, they can even do little dumb things like, hey, change the color of your exhaust. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all sorts of possibility there. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's been weird, man. Like, I, I've been trying to do two jobs simultaneously, and I have an ultra wide and another monitor. So yes, it's just like, yes. I got a lot of shit I'm staring at all day. I know. I've <laughs> seen that. Just kind of like, and I, I've had uh, YouTube TV on while I'm, you know, for news purposes. 
Mm-hmm. I, CNBC, man, horrible content. Mm-hmm. Like their their actual editorial is not that great. Right. But they have a great ticker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that could be handy for at a glance information. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like it, it it'll show you where the market is or where oil is at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to pay attention to just the the scuttlebutt of the market. Yeah, and I just mute it. And a lot of firms do this. They put CNBC up there and they mute it all day. Mm-hmm. Some put Bloomberg up. Like I don't know. It's I right. think CNBC has a better ticker. Um, <laughs> it's just stupid. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I they're uh. Financial news in general, like, loves to fear monger. Yeah. They love a good crisis. And I feel like well, this that, is... Uh, that can influence the stock market, so of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's this, it's this feedback loop that you get into. Yeah. Oh, why is the market down today? Let's report on why the market's down today. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just like, it just keeps self-fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's funny, man. Yesterday I looked at Apple and I was like, yeah, that's probably a buy here. And I was just kind of looking at a long-term uptrend of the stock. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's come down a lot. And it's because of, uh, we should just talk about this, the uh, the iPhone unit sales, they will no longer report those. So for their most important quarter of the year, the Christmas quarter, which is technically their first quarter of their fiscal year, because mm-hmm. they're weird, and their fiscal year ends in September instead of a normal company. Oh. Yeah. So their like first that. quarter of 2019 is this quarter that we're in right now, okay. the Christmas quarter, and they're not going to disclose how many units sold because they, the argument from the CFO Luca Maestri was, uh, unit sales don't really matter. It's about the revenue and the margin mm-hmm. and the average selling price, but they might not. I think the biggest problem is they might not tell us average selling price going forward either. Hmm. So that's the thing that people are up in the air with. And I just point out that the most expensive phone in 2007 when iPhone launched was $600. The current average selling price for the iPhone uh-huh. is above $750. So it's gone up in price since it launched. Yeah, And that's been a trend for all phones. You know, so... I think that it's just like the way people are looking at it is very short term. And this happens with Apple. They have a great year followed by a mediocre year. The stock goes up, the stock goes down. Right. You know, um, because they're huge. They have like $250 billion in sales or something. You know, they have over $200 billion of cash. They were worth a trillion dollars at one point. That was a big deal. Yeah, that was. Hey, look how big Apple is. They're a trillion dollars. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it really mattered. I don't think Apple's any different now than it was when it was valued at a trillion dollars. No. And I just think it's foolish to assume that they're not going to release another product ever. Are people assuming that? Yes. Really? I would argue that that's what's being shown in how analysts are... I've been reading. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I live a very boring life where I read analyst reports on Apple, and they are all downgrading it on iPhone sales. They're saying iPhone sales are going to decrease. That's 54 percent or 55 percent of Apple's sales. Uh-huh. It reminds me a lot of when iPod was 65, 80 percent of sales. Right. 
products at Apple peak. Mm -hmm. They peak in their product mix. Right. They don't go away to the graveyard of doom. No. Like Macs are selling more than ever right now. Yeah. There's more Macs sold last quarter than any other fourth quarter for Apple in history. Right. Mm. And Mac by itself would be a nice sized company. Mm Mm-hmm. But people forget, you know, like, oh, Macs are, you know, whatever. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting point for the company. Yeah. And I I, I would not bet against them. What was your initial reaction when they came out and said we're no longer going to report unit sales? Like, as an investor. I was like, that's going to be viewed poorly. By consumers? No, by, uh, or by analysts. Mm-hmm. I knew right that moment that, oh, boy, Apple's going to go down. I wrote an article about it. Mm-hmm. I specifically pointed out. Oh, that's right. You did. I, I, was, like, I, I was like, Apple is going to like, look, this just happened. Watch it. That's right. And it did, it's gone down since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I instantly knew it was going to be a story mm-hmm. uh, from a financial side. Yeah. Uh, and it's it sets a precedent because, you know, Steve Jobs loved to tout unit sales. Right. And even Tim Cook at the iPad event just last month right he said they sold like 400 million ipads yeah that's so i feel like that's what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. is apple will just tell you milestones when you've sold over a billion of something they just don't give a shit anymore yeah it's how much money are we making is it more money than we made last year on iphone is it less Mm -hmm. what was our margin on it Mm -hmm. that's all that matters from a financial perspective Mm -hmm. and that's how they view it as a company and I don't disagree with that. I wouldn't argue with Tim Cook when it comes to how to run the company. I do disagree with Luca Maestri, the CFO. I think the previous CFO of Apple, uh, Peter Oppenheimer, much better. Uh, he, he was more aligned with my philosophy of how to manage cash. Peter Oppenheimer is the reason Apple has so much cash, not Luca Maestri. He came in after the fact. And then was the guy who implemented the dividend strategy. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer and Jobs were against paying dividends or buying back stock. They mm-hmm. thought it was a waste of money. Mm-hmm. But Apple had so much money. Once they had like over $100 billion, shareholders were clamoring to, for them to give them some cash. Right. And that speaks to where it is. It's a company. It's a boring company that pays dividends. Mm-hmm. They make widgets. People are mad that, about not knowing how many widgets they make now. Yeah. My point is, what if... There's another product that's huge, an Apple. Suddenly they make billions of dollars off that new product. What if that product cannibalizes the iPhone? Mm-hmm. Or what if it enhances iPhone sales? What if it? What if there's a proprietary halo effect built by the iPhone and this new product? Right. You know? Yeah. What would happen to the stock then? We've, we've talked about this, though. Like, we keep saying, like... Now Apple's going to release a new product. Now is the time to unveil. Do you do you have a timeline in mind for no. when they might show this? No. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. When it's done. Apple never tells you a release date for anything until mm. a week before. Right. And when it comes to a product that's like, say, huge, I don't know. They're, they, it's when it's done. Mm-hmm. When it's commercially viable. Yeah. So a self-driving car from Apple is not commercially viable right now if they're working on that. I don't know if that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Or an AR headset is not ready. Right. Yeah. Or their TV product. Why would you partner with Oprah for video content? 
and not have a new video playing device ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you see the dominoes line up, and I'm like, I look at the television, and I'm like, Apple needs to take over the TV. They need to fix this mess. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to. Yeah. YouTube TV is the closest that I've seen, but it's still not. It's still just another app. Like I have too many apps. I have my app for Amazon. I have my app for YouTube TV. I have an app for YouTube. Yeah. The, I have an app for fucking AMC. It's like I have another like, another army in the streaming wars, which is becoming more and more of a headache for consumers mm-hmm. because content is so divided. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was when I initially signed up for Netflix and then later on Hulu, I was cool with that because it was a fraction of the cost I paid for cable way back when. Yeah. And so you know but you also I, pay for amazon prime i do pay for amazon prime but i'm i'm kind of with you like i think apple's in a position where they could come in and really shake things up in a good way mm-hmm. shake things up and then settle them down well, i just think if you if you look at their addressable market of of devices the billion ios devices the 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 100 million or 20 million max out there mm-hmm. 20 million whatever 20 to 100 million i don't know what the mac market share is anymore I don't no. think is it still around five percent? It's always been around three to three to six percent forever. Does that include like schools, businesses? Yeah, it does. This is like global mm. sales. Okay, okay. I think global sales of Macs are around five yeah. percent of the whole PC market. Okay, because I mean, come on, PCs are really cheap, right? You know, yeah. globally, especially, Apple's just not that competitive, right? I think that's a problem with iPhone when it comes to unit sales. You're not going to beat Samsung or. No. Uh, Hawaii or uh, all the other the other Chinese competitors mm-hmm. on price, right? So it's just I, I get why they're doing it because they they're setting us up for a disappointing quarter, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then if they don't disappoint, the stock will go up. Mm-hmm. It's a sandbaggy kind of thing to do. It's unprecedented for them, but then at the same time, I we were talking about this before the show. They haven't reported iPod units in years. Right. They used to tout iPod units. This is not. They've never said how many uh, Apple TVs they've sold. That's they've, true. They've they've never said how many Apple watches they've sold, but they've said that the Apple Watch is the best selling watch in the world. Uh, yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just PR. Apple is doing their their shell game. Right. And some people really are angry about this, and you can see it in the stock price. Mm-hmm. People that are visibly saying, I don't know how to value this company anymore because of this one metric. And I'm like, well, you're all idiots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's plenty of other ways to value this company. And I think Apple's signaling, stop factoring in uh, iPhone. You know? She yeah. thinks you have a third. She thinks there's another grassy... Uh, there's like another bobo on the grassy knoll. There's no bobo. Well, there's there's the other one. There's that one. Oh, you're such a derphead. <laughs> yeah. Lola. Yeah, she is. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the most important device in my life is my fucking iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, years so ago. like, do you really think that that's gonna suddenly that kind of business model is just is flawed? It's no. like the most important thing I buy. I think is this a lot of people can say that because it's so <laughs> multifaceted. Like it does everything for years now. Yeah, like I I can't remember the last time I took a GPS with me when I left to go somewhere unfamiliar. I just have a GPS app on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, like 
the the early two thousands of printing out MapQuest. And then you miss a turn, and, you, and, and you're it's fucked. night, and you're fucked. Yeah, once you miss one turn, you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'll never get back now. Nope. <laughs> oh, the battle days. Back in my day, kids. Elon Musk is having a busy day. What's he tweeting about now? Space rockets and uh, also towers. Hiring someone to yell in French from a tower. Oh. He said, yeah, it's a job. It's a two-day job at the boring company where you stand on top of a watchtower in LA and you yell at people. Huh. He's and he's also going to start selling the watchtower apparently. Hmm. And he says it's like real life Fortnite. Okay. And we're supposed to think this guy's not smoking weed. Right. <laughs> I'm just like it's always I feel like it's just like I feel like Trump and and elon both tweet while they're on the toilet they probably do that's probably that's probably it i think that's what's going on here yeah that's like my investigative journalism right Poop there tweets i think they're both squat and tweeting squat guilty of squat and tweet yeah i think that's what we can finally bust them on yeah uh but no i elon's trying it he is, is just, you know and he lives in a state where marijuana is legal so he can do whatever he wants yep but he does work for SpaceX, and SpaceX, uh, his he works with NASA, right? right. He's the CEO of SpaceX. Uh, he has to have like government clearance yeah. for certain things, yeah, and should not be open, open, uh, openly uh, doing that. I don't no, think. he should not. But we'll see. He hasn't had his clearance pulled. That's what I think is interesting, and I think it's because you can't prove. That what he smoked on Joe Rogan's podcast was marijuana. It could have been a comedy bit. That's true. Right? Yeah. That's and also true. he did not inhale. If you watch the clip, he did not. Right. He's puffing on it like it was a cigar. It's the uh the Bill Clinton. He didn't. Excuse. Yeah. He really didn't. And it's my favorite gif of the year. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's such a good gif. It's so memeable. <laughs> Instagram knows that i love that gift because mm -hmm. you know facebook's always watching us yep of course and uh they're marketing me this it's like a long sleeve tea <laughs> really which i i don't really like long sleeve teas no 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 but it's elon down here and then like the smoke trail turns into this like psychedelic like oh, unicorn pattern dude and i'm like i would buy that as a t-shirt but i but really long sleeve tea no, no I, don't, I, I don't i don't need a long sleeve tea no, I don't like those either. They don't feel right. No. I wear so many hoodies. Yeah. That there's never really it's it's a rare occasion where I need a long sleeve tee and a hoodie. Here's an example of when I did use it. Uh it was January fourth, mm -hmm. last game of the season, Browns versus Ravens at home on Monday night. I think it was uh Monday. Yeah, yeah. That was no, it wasn't Monday night. Sunday. That was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. because uh, we went we we went and thought out at my, my brother's friend's house afterwards. Oh, okay, it was okay. negative like eight with wind chill. Yeah, January Ohio weather. Never again. No, I will never go to a Browns game in January again. Mm -mm. That's why when I buy the Browns, we're building a dome. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm sorry. Go indoor. Yeah, no, we're going. We're gonna go dome. I'm with you there. We don't need to be on Lake Erie. Um, I I love where it is right now. It's a really cool home field advantage. But our team's not good enough to take advantage no, of it. No, they're not. 
<laughs> so it's like it's wasting away because uh, yeah when the wind's blowing in january and feb like, you know january especially there it's yeah. a, it's a tough place to play in winter yeah uh it's a tough place to sit and watch a game in winter yeah it's just it's just <laughs> uncomfortable and unpleasant it's the product of us losing our franchise and having to scramble together to build another stadium it's not a great stadium it's just a new stadium so Asif, let me ask it's smaller you, than cleveland stadium too hugh do you think can make watching the browns more enjoyable in any climate uh who do you think i need to watch the tape Okay. I need to watch the tape. tape. I'll I'll have to watch the tape. Hugh Jackson got fired. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. It's a Shaq cast miracle. Here's the weird thing. Right before Hugh got fired, like maybe eight hours before Hugh got fired, Mm -hmm. the Cavs fired Teron Liu. You know, the guy who coached the Cavaliers to an NBA Finals victory. That that coach, Coach Liu, we fired him before Hugh Jackson, who went... What was it? Three and thirty-six and one. Yeah, Cleveland. I don't know what is going on. Uh, why would you fire Coach Lou? Here's why: because you told Coach Lou to tank, and he said no, and he said you're fired. Is there any merit to this conspiracy theory? That's exactly what's going on. You think so? Yeah, he was getting in trouble for starting players that were good. He wanted to start start Kyle Korver. How does Kyle Korver not start on the Cavs? What would be the benefit of tanking intentionally? There's this really good player in college. His name's Zion Williams, and he's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're we're trying to get him. How does tanking help? You that? get the most ping pong balls in the draft lottery. Oh. The worst team in the league gets the most ping pong balls. So you know when you know what year we had the most ping pong balls when LeBron James was yeah eligible. we tanked the year before LeBron James was eligible or the year before LeBron wow. James was drafted and we've tanked but you know what other year we tanked the year we drafted Kyrie Irving we tanked oh man so it's worked it's yeah this has worked in the past for Cleveland and you you gotta think that there's some sort of conspiracy where the NBA knows yeah this is a proven strategy. You know what? Hey, maybe we should give the ping pong ball to the, the Cavs here. Yeah. Because uh, they suck. They're yeah. really bad. And then on top of that, everyone's injured. Kevin Love had foot surgery. He yeah. played like five games. Yeah. And then Chetty, our young guy, is injured. He has a foot injury or something. He's out. They're just benching all of our good players. They they, they tried to bench JR, and JR's like, trade me. Yeah. So they're starting him now because <laughs> no one wants JR. Really? No one wants JR's contract. JR has a very oh, yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. contract. Yeah. JR and Tristan are very hard to trade. This is like this is the remnants of what happens when you have LeBron James. Yeah. Is that you win an NBA finals. Right. Right? Everybody gets paid after that. You know? Yeah. So we had Deladova leave. We had uh who's our fucking our center? I can't remember that guy. Uh I can't run. No, I don't know. Mozgov. Timofey Mozgov. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He went to the Lakers. He got like an $80 million contract for four years. Right? Like, so, like, t- Timothy Mozgov, right? You could, we could, we you had to think about it for, I had to sit here and think about yeah. it for a second. <laughs> yeah. That dude made $80 million. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, everyone is overpaid from the 2016 Cavs. Yeah. Right? Everybody. So, there's just no way to, like, there's no way to blow this team up. Right. So, you literally have to bench players and, like, just say they're hurt 
but we're tanking. Man. We're putting yeah. out. We're putting on a terrible show. I saw this. Uh, this you know, Reflog, uh, the guy who organized the Perfect Season Parade. Yeah. You know, we're official sponsors of his post game show now. I don't oh. know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. You didn't see that. Shack no. News is the official sponsor of the Reflog. It's called the Big Play Reflog Post Game Show. Oh wow! You you haven't seen this? No. Oh, dude. Yes. Look, we're the hotline. See right there. Oh, whoa! That's cool. Yeah, that's the Shack News hotline. That's awesome. So they have a show that goes live on Periscope. Yeah. And it's uh, big Dave from BigPlay.com and uh, Reflog, the organizer of the Perfect Season Parade. That's cool. And they talk about the Browns after the game. So we are their call-in line sponsor. That's awesome. So they're like calling into the Shack News hotline. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I did. Because I'm like, you know what? And if you go on our social media on Sundays, yeah, it's blowing up because they always tag us in this giveaway. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's been like, it's like my little ninja way of having yeah, like dude, ads you're, for you're Shack laying, News. You're, well, you're also laying the groundwork to buying the Browns. <laughs> You're playing the long game right now. I like Shaq. You know, I own the Browns in Mutant Football League. Oh, another piece of the puzzle. And every, you know, I do my weekly NFL threads on the chatty. Yes. The Shaq News game of the week is always the Browns. Right. Except this week they have a bye. So I'm just going to pick the game I'm most interested in. But I, I feel like I should still have a Shaq News game of the week. Yeah, you should. You should. But they're, I think they're going to stream again this this Sunday. Oh, I love their stream, man. They're hilarious. Right, because you got you to think about it. I am facilitating Clevelanders calling in to yeah. these two guys. Yeah, that's cool. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's a cool thing to do. It is. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a... Uh, what a mess in Cleveland. Yeah. But you know what? So we fired Hugh. We, went, we lost the game, right? But then we come back, and Baker goes 17 for 20, throws two touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions, yeah. has the best game of his career, and we win, right? And Nick Chubb sets a, a, a franchise record for run from scrimmage on a franchise that has Jim Brown. Right. He set a franchise record. Nick Chubb, 92-yard touchdown. That's Yeah, that's, that's... It was like fucking video game shit. <laughs> Like you, you see him <laughs> like NFL blitz. Like you know, you just it was half back tackle to the right. You yeah. know, you just like you go that way, and like he just turns on the Jets, and you can just see him like he's faster than everyone else on the field. Yeah, and it's just amazing to see that. Like we have a really fun, exciting young team. Right. So like I've been tweeting out. I like I love my crappy football team. Yeah, I saw that tweet. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I'm like I love my crappy football team. They're yeah. they're not great. But there's seeds of greatness in this Cleveland Browns team. Agreed. For the first time in forever. And Hugh Jackson got fired. And how many times have we talked about how the hell could someone be so bad at their job and keep their job? Yeah. But here's what's insane. Here's what's maybe even more insane. Hugh Jackson has already been hired by someone else. Who? The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I, who I we was, play you twice. Know what? I was just going to joke. I bet he doesn't leave Ohio. But it's another Ohio team. <laughs> it's the Bengals. Oh, why? How could anyone hire him, though? Think about that. That's insane. Yeah, that record. That's basically if you're a coach, that's your resume, <laughs> and your resume is terrible. That to me is absolutely insane. Yeah. To to uh, that they that it, I saw this tweet. It was like, you know, unemployment is low when Hugh Jackson gets a job I in less that. than a week. I saw that, and I'm like. 
that nailed it. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. I could not believe, but it makes sense from a strategic value. Right. We're in the same division and we're playing each other twice before the end of the season. The Bengals are still in contention. Hmm. And Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson are boys. They've been friends for a really long time. Mm. So I get why that happened. And like when I talk shit about Hugh Jackson, I think he's a nice man. I don't oh, think he's yeah. a bad person. I'm just saying as a football coach, I'm better. Right. I could get a better win-loss record with that. those two Cleveland Browns teams. Right. The 16 and 17 years. Right. They were not 1 and 31 bad. No, no, they weren't. It was like horrible coaching. So some of the worst play calling I've ever seen, and we just had to sit there and watch it. And it's like, and this is after a decade of mediocrity that yeah. we're getting this shit. That's how we bought them. That's how I knew we bought them last year. Yeah, that was the bottom of the Cleveland Browns. So it's crazy that things are looking up for us because first of all, I predicted the Browns would win at least two games. And they yeah. won. They won two games. No, they've they, won three. Uh, well, I, okay, I should say they won at least two. Yeah, you're, so I met by Price is Right rules. You yeah. are still in the lead. Yeah, well, I have you, three more games. Yeah, you got six because you're insane. But they did fire Hugh Jackson. Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Not Hugh Jackman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm feeling positive about your your guess is still looking good. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna get to six. No, I don't think. I so. think after that tie, I got fucked. That was wildly. If they go five, if they go five, ten, and one, I'm gonna blame it on the Steelers. Okay. Because I was thinking six and ten. That's not like wildly optimistic. I'm not saying the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they're going to somehow win six games, like they did last week against a, a, an Atlanta Falcon team that was supposed to beat us by seven. Yeah, that's what Vegas said. Yeah. The other thing about Cleveland sports, especially when they suck, they're very susceptible to the mob setting up the spread. Oh. I just think that a lot of Cleveland gambling. There's like there's a lot of shit that happens with the spread in Cleveland. Yeah. You know? And I, people don't pay attention to it. No. It's because when you're bad in New York, the mafia sends you to Youngstown. Really? Yeah. Youngstown, Ohio had like a very high murder per capita rate for decades. I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. So there's a huge mob presence in Northeast Ohio. Whoa. That no one considers. That is wild. And there's a lot of it has to do with gambling in Ohio. That's all I'm saying. There's definitely something that like the Browns just, just they beat them like I think it was like 28 to 13 or something. Mm-hmm. We beat them handily. Yeah. Uh and it just I feel like you can rig either by paying off refs or mm-hmm. players or whatever. Cleveland seems like a dirty enough city for that shit to happen. <laughs> it does. That's all I'm saying. Wait, so in that scenario, <laughs> do you think the players are in the loop? Yes. I think some players are in the loop. I don't think all of them are. And they tell the right people. They're like, hey, LeBron, here's $500,000. Miss your free throws tonight if it's within three points. Wow. But don't pass the ball. Whatever you do, don't pass the ball. <laughs> Take a really stupid three-pointer fading away at the end of this game, oh, and I'll man. give you a million dollars. Yeah, crazy. if you can rig, I, I I do think pro sports are rigged because of professional gambling, yeah. and I th- like it just not professional gambling, but just the pre like just how easy it is yeah. to gamble on sports right in any country, especially England and the United States. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's really easy to rig that shit. 
That's crazy. <laughs> and I don't think that it's thought about enough. No. And you know, it's it's just weird because like I watch Sports Center a lot of time once again on mute. Right. Because uh, they all they do is shit on Cleveland when they can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and I noticed they start talking about the spreads of games now. Mm-hmm. They talk about it openly, like what the over under is in a game and what the spread of a game is, mm. because their viewers want that information. Right. You remember when they were uh, broadcasting the World Series of Poker? Yes. Yeah. So it's like it's like that. You know, like, I was like, ooh. So they're really like saying, you know what, gambling. Let's yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah, because they used to have like they they wouldn't talk about it, right? But now it's become kind of acceptable. Now NBC, like you won't hear them talk about the spread on broadcasts, right, of a game. But in the highlights and talking about it, they will talk about spreads, which I hmm. think is interesting. Yeah, that is. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I we got rid of Hugh Jackson. That's that's really that's a big thing. That's it makes me feel better, but at the same time. It's just sad. Like, how many... Why bring him back? Yeah. that's it's Why crazy. bring him back? And also, we fired Todd Haley, our offensive coordinator. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Well, Hugh, Hugh Jackson was such big news. The owner said it was because of discord between two coaches. So he fired both coaches. Hmm. That's insane to me. Yeah. Both people? And, like, I thought Todd Haley was a bad hire. I didn't like him. And I thought he didn't – his offense sucked. He wasn't imaginative enough. Right. The beginning of the season, we were, like, wasting Baker Mayfield. But, yeah, I, I like what we have now with really nothing. We put our defensive coordinator at head coach, and we took, I think, the quarterback's coach and make, made him a the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's never been an offensive coordinator before. Whoa. Yeah, so we're, like, a rickety little ship, man. Yeah. Lola doing her little putt. But yeah, I, I don't know. Firing Coach Lou to me is a bummer. That that is. Like I, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I know he tried. Uh I thought anyone who could motivate that team when you're down three to one at, to the against the Warriors, mm-hmm. you know, because they blew a three one lead in the twenty sixteen finals. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh that was that, was, that I mean ah. We could reminisce about that all day. What, a, what a comeback story! But like to be that guy, yeah. Like, why would we throw him away? Yeah, that's crazy. And I know everyone's like, "Oh, it was LeBron that did it." And I'm like, "No, Coach Lou. He had a very calming influence in the huddle." Yeah, you wouldn't see what's going on in the Golden State Warriors happening in Coach Lou's huddle. What is going on with the Golden? State Kevin Durant's going to leave next year, and it's great. He'll probably go to the Lakers, though. That's horrible. Or he might go to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Kevin Durant's like out. You can just tell. Yeah, apparently, Draymond Green did not pass the ball to him at the right time, so Kevin Durant yelled at him about it, and then Draymond called him a oh. called him a name. Oh, and then he won't back down. Then they they suspended Draymond Green for acting inappropriately. What does Steph Curry think about all this? He's injured. He's like out with like an ankle injury right oh, I have now. No idea. Yeah, so they're just in. <laughs> they're in rough shape they're not doing i mean are, they're still like defending. they're still op and they're gonna win yeah, yeah yeah but they're actually having trouble and that makes me happy kind of yeah that is good um speaking of things that make me happy i saw loop daddy live yeah in cleveland speaking of cleveland i went up to the big cleveland cleveland town mm-hmm. and this was one of those days where it was pouring rain right i went to see loop daddy in the pouring rain mm-hmm. you know uh 
and it was amazing. His his live performance is great. The crowd is super diverse. That's cool. It was just funny because I there was a mix of people who had heard of him, mm-hmm. people who only liked one or two songs of his, and then like people they, who just kind of like people who are completely new to it and then there were people like me who know all of his songs and like love him yeah there was like a mix of all of us there and the cool thing about this is he's a shacker so this yeah. is this is one of our own supporting one of our own. oh yeah no he's it was like at the end of this his set because i was i'm a big dude i was like i i got there right as his set started yeah i couldn't get to the front right it was just packed there was like 100 200 people in that room that's cool yeah and like people standing on chair like uh, t- there's like a kind of a lounge area on the right of this dance floor mm-hmm. people are like standing on all the couches like you could not there was nowhere to move right. you couldn't dance uh but at the end of his set like he, he does this where you have to donate you have to give him some tips to uh-huh. get an encore yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i was just like i took like a handful of money and shoved it into the bucket at the end of the seriously set. and it, like, oh, it was just hilarious i was like here take my money you know <laughs> and, uh, and he tries to do blackbeard and it's just not working. He's not feeling the sound. He's not feeling the bass in the venue. So he like stops Blackbeard, and he starts stop that rape. And at the end of stop that rape, he notices it's me. That's like on the because he, he does he's this lights yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. he sees me. He's like hey! <laughs> so oh. it's like this funny. I posted the video on Twitter, but like yes. when he when when Loop Daddy stares at you in the eye. It tells you that he loves you. Uh, it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, he is my favorite musical artist of the year. He is so talented, and yeah. he deserves all of this. He does a lot of fun stuff. And he's doing it for Shaq News. Yep. And he's just like, it's so funny to see him there, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's he was like, Cleveland? He's just looking at her. He's like, why are you so awesome? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like because we were just, it was a really hype crowd for him. Yeah. You know, and it's just when you see someone live and everyone, no matter if you've never heard him or you only know him for a couple of songs, mm-hmm. like everyone it's, it's loved him. Experience. Yeah. And that's where I was like, yeah, this guy is a, is some sort of juggernaut that yeah. we've never seen before. Yeah. Like, it's just great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't stress enough. If you can see him, he's touring the, re- he's touring the U.S. for the rest of the year. He's going to Europe the beginning of next year okay uh he had a song that he recorded in vienna before he went on tour mm-hmm. uh that was called fuck donald trump that oh went, right right, that right. Went viral yeah uh you know I, I i think it's i need you it's like the ones like baby you know um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a like more piano song kind of jazz yeah. that one went viral on uh i think uh facebook and then you know Unilad? No. no. They're super popular on Facebook. Like one of the biggest Facebook things. Okay. When it comes to just you've seen them. I probably have. They go viral. They have videos that are viral. They just take stuff and make it go viral. Okay. Uh look at that ass. Have you heard that song? Yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah, that one went viral on Facebook. So you have people that are coming. I I asked people at the show. I'm like, how did you find out about Loop Daddy? Mm -hmm. You know, and they're like, oh, I saw him on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, like, that's cool. Right. Oh, I saw him on Reddit. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I saw him on Facebook. Or like, yeah, like, 
And I'm like, yeah, I've been following him on my forum for like 16 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, like I just like I've seen him evolve. Uh, and I just think it's amazing to see someone who's creating something unique that doesn't give up. No, and yeah, he's super awesome. experimental. Yeah. And like to see someone experimental go viral, oh man. Or to go like to see this happen. Yeah. Oh, it's a triumph. It's, it's a feel good story. It's a triumph for electronic music. Yeah. And as someone who loves electronic music, oh man. Love what he's doing. Yeah. Can't stress. Go out and buy his album. Do whatever. Yeah. Buy my album if you haven't. What the fuck's yeah. wrong with you? I mean, come on. It's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> I've raised like nine bucks for charity. What am I supposed to do? Donate four fifty? <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna donate half my proceeds. I'm like, how much have I made? Oh wow. Nothing. <sighs> Streaming has destroyed selling music. It, yeah. I might as well just make a record next time. You should. Seriously. Sell at the exchange in Canton. Do they still sell records there? Yeah, they do. Do they sell turntables? I think I think they do. I feel like this is a weird kind of twenty first century country song, but I left my turntable in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> does that sound like a it does. I left my turntable in Texas. I left my turntable and all my records in Texas. And all my records too. <laughs> right? Like it's it's a bummer. Baby, so like, when you said you'd go back for me, I just can't get over you. Right? It sounds like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, song. yeah. We can work with this. <laughs> this is workable, right? Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. All I know is that you should buy Loop Daddy's music if yes. you're not buying mine. Yes, because he's clearly, based on YouTube views, is killing it. Yep. And just I couldn't tell you like everyone in that venue was just like this is amazing mm -hmm. and he's so raw and un un unafraid that's what's yeah that's what it's, it's not only is he experimental but it's great to see people embracing that mm -hmm. you know and like for him to end the night on stop that rape and hear everyone in the crowd chanting stop that rape yeah. it was a beautiful moment yeah that's cool like i couldn't help but hug him afterwards and be like you're the greatest yeah like cool. <laughs> it's just pure positivity even when he's talking about fucked up shit yeah it's like from this place of pure positivity right and like absurdity yeah and it's like you can there's so many different influences it's like jazz it's like there's a techno influence there's like a it's all over, you right. know. Like is improvisation. Mm -hmm. You know, he he was an he he has a lot of acting training. Mm -hmm. So like when you look at how he holds himself and like the way he moves on st on stage, yeah, 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 he could see that. Yeah, uh, okay. but yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know about the acting. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like I got to chat with him for a while after his set and was mm -hmm. just like, dude, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Like, and it was so cool. He was wearing a a brain dead uh, brewery shirt. Mm -hmm. in cleveland yeah that's his brewery that he started playing in dallas at that was his first residency gig mm. and i was just like dude never forget where you come from yeah. and it's just like cool to see that mm -hmm. you know like everything he's been with uh through with his dad passing away i was gonna say what an amazing year yeah yeah for him like i just i i don't know it's it's crazy but yeah he is an inspiration he is uh, for shackers for everyone mm -hmm. uh but yeah we're gonna play his music on this episode obviously yes but yeah holy crap loop daddy was in cleveland he started his whole u.s tour in cleveland that's pretty cool he stayed a block away from the rock and roll hall of fame mm -hmm. i'm like oh love that yeah 
<laughs> that's awesome you know like fuck yeah loop daddy yeah doing it for cleveland man and like not just like you know i think it's smart he has a talent agent they're like starting off in like a small place in cleveland mm-hmm. and then he, he by i think three gigs later he was in a very large venue in chicago wow with probably a thousand fifteen hundred people in there wow so he's selling out venues that's dude. awesome so yeah it's just fucking outstanding uh, I'm gonna have to nominate him for a Do It for Shaq News Award this yep, year. Yep. I don't know if he's gonna win it. There's a lot of competition. Competition's pretty stiff in that. Uh, have category. you seen? Uh, we might as well just let's Jeff Keeley it and do it here. Okay. Before we we talk about the Game Awards, let's okay. talk about the the Do It for Shaq News Awards. Yeah, yeah. I actually have to pull up Pages. I have a Pages app on my phone that uses the iCloud. Yeah. That attaches it to somewhere where i wrote about mm-hmm. jeff Keeley's awards that's the do it for shack news awards yes it's kind of cool though that i can write this on the internet on a on a pc mm-hmm. and then access it on my phone that yeah no, that is awesome so here are your do it for shack news award 2018 nominees mm-hmm. okay loop daddy obviously right youtube tv yes right Fortnite for their crossplay yes. achievement. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was my guess. It wasn't just because they're Fortnite. Right. It's because they were able to achieve three, four platform cross plat crossplay. Yeah. That's that is cool. an achievement that deserves to be recognized. Yes. Agreed. Panic button. The winners of last year's Do It for Shaq News the Award are being champion. They're being nominated again. Because they're going to port Doom Eternal to Switch. And it's going to launch at the same damn time. Yeah. And they ported uh, Wolfenstein uh, That's right. 2, That's right. the new Colossus. They released their own game this year. Mm-hmm. So they did it for Shaq News again this yeah, year. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it's going to be tough, though. Uh, up next, Sonic Fox. This kind of, I'm pulling for him. Sonic I mean, I, Fox. I'm a big fan of Loop Daddy too, but man, Sonic Fox. Holy crap. Yeah. Talk about doing it for Shaq News. Yeah. Love Sonic Fox. Yes. Love everything he's doing. What a machine. You know, just like a. He is crazy good yeah. at fighting games. Yeah. And then to see him come out in his persona and when he wins Evo, telling him to put it on the, the, the metal on his snoot. Mm hmm. Oh, how can you not love this man? Yeah. A total showman. Yep. And just very self-aware, very... uh, He knows that he is a icon now for, like, the gay community or for, like, you know, whatever. And for... Minorities in in fighting game scene, you know, for for black kids everywhere, for whatever. He he represents so many things to so many people. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a... For furries, he's he's a champion. Right. You know, so it's just like... And he's very open about it, and he's like very brash about it, and he's so damn good mm-hmm. and such a student of the games that he he plays. Yeah, but no, I I think he yeah he could win. Uh, although another esports player, the champ, Mega Moose sixty four. Yes, gonna have to give him a do it for Shaq News Award nomination mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah. So I'm getting breaking news here on my headlines in slack and oh. i feel like i should probably just talk about it okay uh sony is rumored to 
not have a press conference or booth at E3 2019. Hmm. No press conference isn't too surprising, but no booth would be a big deal. Nintendo hasn't done a formal conference in years, but they have a booth. It's this is interesting. All right, fill me in. That's just interesting. No, just no, just, no PlayStation. So, how is this being reported? Is this confirmed or is it a rumor? No, look at news. Um, let's see. Come on. So I go to Asana. Sorry, folks, but this is now this, this is breaking too, news. This, this is happening live. This is happening live on the Shackcast. So, I mean, I could, I guess, I could just speculate. I wonder what this means for their their E3 presence overall. You'd think there would be PS. There would be PS4 games there, but maybe it's all third party stuff. That's just kind of surprising. Again, I. I completely understand a lot of the bigger publishers, and in this case, manufacturers, pulling out of press conferences. But to not mm-hmm. build a booth is very surprising. Yeah, I guess it does pave the pave the way for someone else to move in. But I, at this point, I don't know who that would be. Yeah, this is everybody's reporting this. Wow, it's a big deal. This is insane. Yeah. I wonder what what's the what's the reasoning? Are you able to get a beat on the reasoning? There, I'm seeing a quote from Gematsu. I think that's how you pronounce them. I love I love them. They they do some good reporting over there. Yeah, uh, exploring new and familiar ways to engage PlayStation community in 2019. I wonder if this is going to be a PSX that's adjacent to E3, much like EA Play. EA, yeah, okay. Maybe that's why there's no there's no PSX this year. No. Which is typically held in in December, so maybe they're going to put PSX next to E3 in their own place in Hollywood or some bullshit. Yeah, that's what's happening. It needs it's, to be you know what's happening because like some inside baseball, I have to deal with these same people. Yeah, at the the convention center, right? The GES and all their fees. If you have to fart in a bucket, you have to pay GES for it. Jeez, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand what they're dealing with. Right. And when you have these, God, how many square feet are these booths? Especially Sony's. They Sony's were, it was massive this yeah. year. It was most of what? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I get it. Yeah. I understand why companies leave, but this is a, that's a big blow. Sony's. And to not huge. do a press conference, to me, is insane. Yeah. You're just handing E3 to Nintendo. Yeah. Or Microsoft. Or Microsoft, because or now Microsoft. Microsoft's going to be... Or Cyberpunk, you know, whatever. The, yeah. You're just saying, we don't have shit yeah. for E3. Right. Which, I get it, E3's becoming less important, but fuck, it's yeah. not completely worthless. No. If you're the largest you're the largest gaming platform other than PC that's viable right now, the weird, you're, you're the, just going to say, no, we're not coming to E3. Well, and it's, it's equally weird if you consider that, I believe... Sp- Phil Spencer has strongly hinted that at next year's E3, they're going to talk about the next Xbox. Like, not the next the upgrade next box. to Xbox One, but the next box, yeah. Yeah, I think we're calling it the next box. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very, very surprising. Is this the first time? No. 
Is it the first time Sony skipped E3? Uh, yeah. They've been there since PlayStation was a thing. I mean, the first E3 was in 95, and PlayStation was up and going then. So, yeah. I think this is a first for them. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Wow. I just, I, I, this is like. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. That yeah. makes you rethink E3. It does. It does. What does E3 look like next year? This is arguably a bigger deal than if Microsoft were to make the same announcement. Because Microsoft has already started like well, changing the, the face yeah. of their brand. Well, they were also kind of outside of E3 this year with their uh, theater. They, they were, but they had a, they had a press conference. Yeah, sure. But Sony, like you said, is kind of top dog right now. Mm-hmm. And for them to pull out at number one. That's really weird. Yeah. But I, I think they're going to do something. Yeah, I think they're. It's, I, th- I just I, I have to think it's going to be a PSX in summer. Yeah. And like they're, they'll do if it's. Their press conference two years ago was great. That that formula wasn't broken. Where it was held sucked, but the actual uh, event wasn't bad. No, you know, like then they broke it this year with their whole really fireside chats and yeah. everything that they were doing. I mean, the different parts of the venue that you had to go to. I wanted them to find a middle ground because, yeah, like, not just la- say fuck it, we're gonna burn it down. Yeah, like last year's E three worked, but it was hard to cover because it was just this like rapid fire series of announcements yeah this year i liked that they they said all right we're doing like what was it four or five games it was like resident evil 2 last of us 2 a couple others and i and i liked the extended look at those games but yeah it was all the stuff in between i think they had those in the first place because didn't the attendees have to like move from room to room or something yeah yeah that it was it was kind of a it was a really bad idea yeah and then the stream broke so yeah disaster yeah um this interrupted the do it for shack news award nomination show it did which sony is not winning as of right now clearly no i had to give someone else a nomination because sony sucks so bad they wouldn't let crossplay happen yeah nintendo and microsoft and steam were all down yep sony held out yep and now look and sony's not gonna be at e3 yep guess why because metroid's gonna shit all over everything gonna be the greatest year ever no no not feeling that nope f-zero res well oh sorry re2 well re2 remake will already be out it'll be out so i guess what now here's the thing it won't be a capcom year dude no no no, it's not gonna be a capcom year i'm thinking of e3 now i'm betting last of us 2 will be out in the first or second quarter because i feel like sony would stay at e3 if it meant showing last of us 2 which would mean it wouldn't be out yet or they're just going to do a PSX next door. I'm not really sure what this means yet. I just think yeah. it means that they're not going to be on the too, show floor of E3. Yeah, it I just, don't know. I, I, all the, all the, my takeaway from this news is that they're not going to be on the show floor of E3, and they're not doing a press conference. Right. So maybe they'll do a Nintendo Direct. Maybe they're finally going to copy Nintendo Direct because it's it's more efficient. Yeah. You don't have to rent out shit. You don't have to do anything. Dude, E3's becoming the streaming wars where instead of everyone being at E3, which is like Netflix, they're all just splitting off and doing their own thing. Yeah. E3 is balkanized. <laughs> wow. It's 
really what's happened. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when EA pulled out, and now how they're just digging their heels in, and now Sony's doing this. Yeah. Microsoft's already half out of E3. Yeah. It's just going to be Nintendo and Shaq news next year. Yeah, which I'm down. Yeah, Reggie, come on over. Yeah, we're the only ones left. Or maybe we'll just interview people from GameSpot and IGN because they're the only other booths in our hall. <laughs> Like I don't know what's gonna happen to E3. This is a very, this is this is definitely an existential thing for them. It is. It is. Greg Burke's calling me on sh- from Shack News. I can't. Greg no. Burke. No. Sorry, we are Greg. casting a pod. Sorry, Greg. No. Nope. It's ringing on like fifty thousand devices in my house right now. <laughs> I hear it. You're in the distance. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Boo, Greg. Boo, Greg, ruining the Shaq cast. Also, breaking news, ruining the Shaq cast. So we left off at Mega Moose 64. Yeah. Um, he did a great job. He did. Uh, our first, our our first and current world champion. Yep. Maybe only. We never know when the next one will be. Nope. Uh, Lord Revan, the gentleman who won the Great Quick Holio, our yes. Great Quick Holio champion. He, I, I would argue, he has a maybe even stronger case than Mega Moose because Quake and Shaq News are go deep. Our roots are all kind of tangled up to together, and Lord Revan is one hell of a Quake player. And then we're actually going to nominate the Shaq staff because they literally do it for Shaq News. That's true. <laughs> Just on a technical basis, if you think about people who do it for Shaq News, like as many days as possible yeah like all of us kind of deserve a nomination at the very least we won't win but we deserve the nomination we're in the running yeah i have panic button here twice but hey (laughs) but i guess i don't need them twice uh they're great uh digital extremes who did diablo on switch Oh, that's Iron Galaxy. That's Iron that's Galaxy. The, that's the next okay. one. Okay. Uh, but no, Digital Extremes for bringing Warframe to Switch. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. They get to do it for Shaq News Award nomination. Yeah. Iron Galaxy for bringing Diablo oh. 3 to Switch. Best version of that game. Right? I stand by it. Yep. I said that in my review. That's crazy, but yeah, you did. Uh, and then, you know who the last nominee is? Who's Lola. That? Lola! Because she won the chair pet of the board election. That's right. And she's the best. Lola, you are always doing it for Shaq News. Yep. Tirelessly. So those, are, those are our nominees, unless you think we missed anybody. But no. I think that covers it. Well, where does... Uh, do we have a separate category for community members of the year? Oh, like Shacker of the year? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing... So, I don't want to spoil all the Shaq News No, awards. no, no. This is just the nominations. Just the I'm only going to do nominees for the Do It For Shaq News Award. Okay. Other awards... You're just gonna win, or be a runner-up. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we'll we'll have honorable mentions. Yeah. But that the way we do we do the Shack News Awards. You know, last year I just kind of thrusted the Do It for Shack News Award on Panic Button. This year I'm actually gonna give some nominations. I like that because you look at these people: Loop Daddy or entities, Loop Daddy, YouTube TV, Fortnite, Panic Button, Sonic Fox, Mega Moose 64, Lord Revan, Shack Staff. Digital Extremes, Iron Galaxy, and Lola, they all did it for Shaq News this year. That's true. They all deserve recognition for doing it for Shaq News, but one of them did it more than all the others. Yes, and who will it be? We that's, will decide. That's the exciting part. Yes. Well, stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, wow, what a crazy day to know that Sony won't be there. Yeah, that's nuts. I'm not that surprised. It's 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 big news, but I'm not that surprised. 
I guess I am. <laughs> I really could see Microsoft pulling out of that show or doing their own adjacent event, which they kind of already have. Yeah. But I'm talking about pulling out a press conference. That's weird. Yeah, I don't... I, how could you... How could you take the most hype moment of the year for gamers and just say, nope, we're not going to come. We're not doing that. Yeah. That's surprising. And it just, from a from a pure competitive perspective, I think this opens the door for Nintendo, Nintendo to just murder. It does. That's true. <laughs> like, whatever they do next year. Yeah, Whatever they true. have planned. Yeah. They could have quite a few things. Yeah. Um, that's fucking crazy, though. I, I can't believe it. No. That's. Wow. Just so bad. Why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I really think it's just people are fed up with building booths in, I think that in might the LA be Convention it. Center. I think that could be I really be it. think that's it. <laughs> it's just so annoying, man. Every yeah. year I do it, I'm like, ugh, yeah. you're going to charge me what for this? Yeah. How much does this cost? Why? Yeah. Oh, man. It, I mean, the cost-benefit analysis. Like, it was, I don't know. This year, I feel like I couldn't really outdo the booth that we built. No. It's the, it's the best thing I can ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll have a smaller scale booth next year. Maybe we'll do something outside of the, the venue also. Who knows? <laughs> you look at it and you're like, I, I like being on the show floor and I like being in the shadow of the Nintendo booth. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I care about, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. The Ether, you know, the Fortnite booth is still going to be there. Yeah. That's going to be there. That thing travels. That thing was in Japan. <laughs> that, thing is, that thing's everywhere that thing is at twitchcon yeah. that thing's like i'm sure epic games will take up plenty of room they will they'll be, they'll be the the big increase in floor space would be my guess through that because uh, they're they i think they'll keep having a presence there mm-hmm. but that's weird i get that's, that's, it's hard to i'm still is that is that basically it. confirming that ps5 will not be announced next year uh, I think so, and I'm also glad. I think that discussion of next consoles from anybody is premature. Really? Yes. This last whole, cycle this whole... lasted eight years. This is only year five. This See, is the normal life cycle. This is like pre-360 and PS3 life cycle. Yeah. Now, I'd give it another year before I even talk about it. Another year before you talk about it? Yeah. And then what, you launched the PS5 in 2020? 2020 maybe 2021 2021 the only reason a ps5 will come out anytime within the next two years it could is because sony will feel like they need to beat microsoft to the punch because remember 360 got a year head start what do you think saturation of ps4 is like what do you think that it's it's gonna top out at like 100 million units probably yeah so it's what 10 million units away yeah he wants you to throw one at her okay Lola's officially off the couch and doesn't know where her Bobo went either. Oh, it bounced pretty <laughs> randomly there. I don't know. I think the, the other, other one, one is. other one fell off the couch. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. there it is. Yep, Can you get it, Lola? Or do you need help? You need help, don't you? You little stupid. I don't know. I feel I, this is a big pet peeve of mine that a lot of consumers <laughs> are like, "Ooh, a new box." It's like standing in line for an iPhone every year. I just don't think it's necessary. No, I don't but, think we. I don't think we need a new console every five to six years now and just like that lola was gone yep you can see her reflection in the tv yeah like 
Microsoft, I, I don't even know why Microsoft is so eager to get there when they're moving away from boxes in the first place. Because why not release a box every year? We're no. Microsoft. Oh, don't do that. They're going to. Oh, I guess I don't care because I'm not going to buy it. No, no one no one who has a PC is like falling over themselves to get an Xbox. No. But people who like playing on their TV that don't have PCs, they buy Xboxes occasionally. Uh I don't know. I There's think, like a, I think it's a 40 million or so that have sold. That's not nothing. Huh. I thought they were further behind than that. No, they've caught up in the last year. That's what I'm saying. How? Is it just How? A lot of reversion to the mean. And also Xbox One X. A lot of people bought the Xbox One X. It actually sold pretty well. It's a good console. Having had it for a year, it's yeah. far better than the PS4 that I have. And it's better than the Xbox One that I gave you. <laughs> yeah. But that was the OG Xbox One. Mm-hmm. It was like the VCR one. Yeah. You know, like, there's like that. I have I have two OG PS4s. Yeah. I don't have a PS4 Pro. I'm like, I've already spent too much money on this generation. I have, a, I have an OG PS4 and a PS4 Slim. Yeah, what is that? Everyone's like, oh, the PS4 Slim isn't that loud. This thing sounds like a lawnmower when I play Red Dead. Oh, no. My, PS, my PS4 runs pretty, like silently yeah everyone tells me that it must be that my ps4s I've the, are i've heard the pro is loud i i think it's just the the design of the device it might be that it's just loud it's this weird like askew stack mm-hmm. I, really... I think it's just a loud thing yeah uh my switch does not get loud my xbox one x does not get loud my yeah. pc doesn't get loud yeah my ps4 is the only product that i game on that gets loud mm-hmm so that's all I'm saying. It's yeah. like it's the only thing I ever notice. Like, hey, this is like loud, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's only happening during Red Dead. So oh, that's well, it. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't do it. It hasn't done that until Red Dead. Yeah. So I, that's I'm just just a recent complaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I guess we could talk about Red Dead since I fell into that. That was all the Do It For Shack News Award nominees. Oh, Lola's back. Hey. Hi there. Oh, no. We should use the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Hey, no, stop no. that right. Okay. <laughs> she All went right. outside. I okay. staying, getting ahead of it. Um, yeah. So, Red Dead 2. You have played it. I have not. And I understand you are not as into it as, as many. I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm trying not to... Like, I'll, I'm playing it. Mm. I haven't stopped playing it. Like, I straight up stopped playing God of War. Yeah. I quit having fun, and I was like, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, the story didn't grab me. Yeah, I don't like the gameplay. Like mm-hmm. it just once a waypoint appeared, I was just like, Ugh, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the GTA trappings of a radar on your bottom left, and yeah. like, you know, like, it has those things. So like RDR two starts out. I'm not spoiling a whole lot. You're just in the snow for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So you're in this beautiful game, right? But it's just snow. Yeah. So it's like the least interesting way to kind of introduce you to something. Mm-hmm. So the game starts slow. And maybe that's part of its genius is that it kind of starts slow and then it speeds up into something at the end. Mm-hmm. But my problem with the game is not the pacing of it. It's gameplay design that has continued from Rockstar games of past and then iterating on it. The one, like, I, I cite two things. 
they introduce this like it's not really fast travel because you're not really going super fast it's like a cinematic way of getting to a waypoint mm-hmm. so you set a waypoint on your map and then you hold down i think it's like one is either left analog or left trigger or something and it's a cinematic way you don't have to you don't have to control your horse so you're just like galloping or whatever but like i've galloped off of a cliff I've like run into another tree. I've run into a tree. I've run into another horse during it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, this is dumb. Like, this is a really stupid implementation of that. But then also, like, just getting off of my horse, I'll like fall. You know, like, just like maybe yeah. these are glitches that they didn't see coming. But I look at it and I'm like, this is kind of crappy. Uh-huh. Um, that's the, that's, one real problem the second problem i have is this weapon wheel we we're talking about this before the show mm-hmm. okay so fine weapon wheel mm-hmm. fine right there's three tabs on your weapon wheel so it's like hold down something and then you have to hit your shoulder button to navigate to whatever tab of the weapon wheel you want and that's variable depending on if you're near your horse or not because you have horse inventory you have to manage yeah versus what's on your person it's just done very clunky. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Breath of the Wild's better. Yeah. He, he, their inventory system's pretty great. There's Their menus are very easy to navigate. Yes, it has tabs, but it's just, it's not weapon wheel based. They use the whole screen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It, it's like, to have as deep of a game as Red Dead is. Yeah. With as many weapons, as many things that you could equip. Right. To limit the inventory management to a weapon wheel is really annoying. Yeah. I'm like, this is poor design decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just not... I am i don't want to say it's a bad game, because it's not. Graphically, one of the most impressive games I've ever seen. It has that rock, rock star cinematic feel to it, where it definitely feels like you're in a playable movie. Mm-hmm. Um... And you do have that freedom of an open world that was felt in the first RDR and also the GTA Five game. I would say it feels similar to GTA Five. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's GTA Five with less stuff to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which is weird. Or, but you know, it's just you're in a different time period, and I get that. I mean, like, there's other things that they throw in, like the want, the way the wanted system works. Uh, if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I kill two people. I shouldn't be wanted for that. No. It's and like, I, who, who the hell saw that? Yeah. It's almost like so, there's some omniscient godlike character reporting on you. And then like, oh man, I was so pissed. I, I, I part of this game is like you, you hunt and kill yeah. legendary animals. Right. So the first time I came across a legendary bear, I killed it. I actually posted it to YouTube mm-hmm. or not YouTube, but to Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, look, I killed this bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking lost that skin because like you have to you have to go to this guy who I had never been to before right right and they don't tell you about it unless you go talk to this one guy about it mm-hmm. you have to go to your camp and talk to one guy to find out about this other guy that you got to go find right they don't tell you where he is they mm-hmm. say oh he's out there yeah and you have to go to that guy to sell that or to craft with it mm-hmm. and I'm like are you serious they have to like go find the trapper like that's part of the game is like finding the guy 
and I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. That's a really dumb design decision. This is early on in the game. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I do not really like this game. Like I'm like, anyone who gave this a 10 out of 10 is insane. Right. It's not a 10. It's a very good game. I get it's got a ton of production value, but it's missing in some key it's, areas. It's the Rockstar like, effect, you know? Yeah. Oh, but Rockstar, like, I didn't think GTA 5 was a 10 either. No. It's flawed. In a uh, similar fashion, you know, I always felt uncomfortable in the, the scenes in GTA 5 where you're Trevor and you have to... Spoilers from a game that's really fun. The torture. Yeah, the torture scenes. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, in, in RDR 2, there's, like, some scenes where you have to shake down people for money and... Uh, <laughs> You get to choose a lot of the time if you kill people or not. You can let people live or kill them. I've been choosing to kill people. Uh but yeah, you can it's it that's I games like that always I always feel weird about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like and but I credit them for being a, a game that can actually make me think mm-hmm. about my actions. Right. So I do think that that's where they're good. But yeah, there's some problems with this game. Mm-hmm. and it shipped without online that see this kind of goes back to my problem i'm not really commentating on gta 5 here because i haven't put enough hours into it but the reason i bounced off i, I bounced off of gta 4 mm-hmm. for similar reasons because i felt like they were trying too hard to make some ultra realistic relatively realistic uh simulation and it detracted from the fun mm-hmm of the game. Yeah. I feel like San Andreas was the last Rockstar game that struck that fine balance of fun but also depth, immersive depth and and almost a a sim a sim like level of uh I guess verisimilitude. No, this game has that. It definitely has more of that than GTA 5 did. But it's uh, it doesn't sound like it's very fun to interact with in a lot of ways. My, not not across pe- the board. Some people really like it. Matt and Trey from South Park clearly like it. They've talked about it twice in the last two episodes of South Park. It's been an underarching theme of two episodes in a row at South Park. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's just flawed. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it's not like I can't. I've really been forcing myself to play it. It hasn't been a, a thing where I've been like just sucked in, mm-hmm. and I look up and it's been hours. It's just not that's not happening. That happened with me with Mario Odyssey. Even I played that for way longer than I've played Red Dead, and like yeah. I gave up on that. Mm-hmm. I I didn't. I mean, I'm on the dark side of the moon or whatever, but there's a darker side of the moon. <laughs> exactly. And then the darkest side, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I and know. hats. So many hats that you can get. Mm-hmm. I love that about Odyssey. Yeah. Just get coins, buy hats. Yep. And they keep adding hats. That's I cool. That. I dig that. <laughs> like I'm like, that's a cool way to keep supporting your game. Um and you can go back and play levels that you like. But no, I I'm not the, the jury's out, but right now I don't like Red Dead Redemption that much. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. I love the first one. Uh and I hope Red Dead Online's good. It could be. And what I think is going to happen in this game is that it'll just get better because that's what I've been told by people who have reviewed it for, you know, Bill or other people I've talked to about the game. But yeah, I'm not that, I'm not like in awe of it. And I honestly, 
based on a lot of people on our staff t- ranting about this game, I kind of want to get Spider-Man and play it mm-hmm. and see if I have more fun there because yeah. it sounds like I might. Like I, I like games that are fun, and a lot of the time Red Dead feels like work. Yeah, that's kind of what I was what I was getting at with just Rockstar games after a certain after a certain year. Uh, I've heard I don't know I would need to try this for myself, but I've heard Spider Man side quests are really dull. Oh, it's boring. Yeah. I, I read all the guides for it. it. It's it's a very simple game, but it's fun. You're Spider Man. You have to fly around New York City. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I don't know, but I I, you I might just buy just... the Batman Arkham Collection again. Oh, yeah. These games are great. And... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, but yeah, I, got, I don't know. We'll get back to Red Dead uh, as I get further along. Did you even start Red Dead 1 yet? No, I haven't had a chance. Have you played Breath of the Wild? Uh, I've, I've I've played it. I yeah. haven't finished it. But you've played it? Yeah. What did you do? I uh, was. I'm in Ganon's castle, actually. What? Yeah, I was in there. I figure before I go fight him, I'm looking. I'm doing that side quest where you have to find like a cookbook. Yeah, sure. For someone. I was like, I want to find this first, just so I don't have to come back again. Because I know if I get it and then like leave, I'll get sucked into something else. Because that's how that's what Breath of the Wild does to me. So I want to find it. I'm gonna kill Ganon, and then when I'm dropped back in the world and keep playing, then I'll drop. You know, I'll go return the cookbook or whatever I need to do. Oh, so you're? I'm moving. I'm. I am. You're there. To the finish line. Zelda's you're in like, Hyrule Castle. That, it's not Ganon's castle. Oh yeah, Hyrule Castle. Yeah. So you hear the music playing. Yep. How do you feel about that music? Oh, I've been there before. <laughs> I raided it like five. Don't you hours love it though? Game. Oh, I love it. It's. Great. How does it not make you want to go in there and save her? Uh, she's. I mean, she needs your help. It's been a hundred years. What's her name? Who is it? You know who. Yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I streamed it for Extra Life. You did, yes. So I think I found the sweet spot in my ability to stream. Okay. I cannot stream online games. I do not have enough bandwidth to stream an online game. But single player. But a single player game mm-hmm. at, I think, 2,500 uh, kilobits, I think I can get a stream out. That's good. And not lose too many frames. So that means I can stream virtual console games from my Wii U. I can stream the Amiibo uh, Training Academy. I can stream Switch games. Yeah. Uh, do you think does does graphical fidelity have anything to do with it? Like, do you think you'd have an easier time streaming Breath of the Wild than you would like Red Dead Two? Oh yeah, I can't stream like a 4K game. I yeah, can't stream yeah. a 1080p game. Yeah, I'm okay. streaming in 720p. I think that was okay. what I was doing. Okay. So yeah, if I can stream at 720p, Dark Souls. Dark Souls? Yeah. Yeah, we could we could but Dark Souls is online. Fuck. That's the problem. I'm gonna come over here. Yeah, we have to play it locally. Yeah, we'll do that. But yeah. if we play it locally and then no, I, we could try it. Yeah, we have the technology. Yeah. It's I think it's more like shooters and stuff that I it's gonna that yeah. I run into trouble. Like yeah. I, I don't think I could I couldn't stream Battlefield five. I can't stream like Quake Champions, which is a bummer. And like uh, Dark Souls runs at 30 FPS and, mm-hmm. and is only, uh, I think it might be 1080p docked, but yeah, I'm sure we could probably. It'll look fine. It look. Yeah, it'll look fine. You know, that's what I mean. Like, I think we can make it work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I've downloaded it. I downloaded it. Right. I downloaded that in Diablo 3. I played Diablo 3 for like an hour or 40 minutes or so. So I think you mentioned to me previously that you really hadn't played much Diablo 3. No. Before this, right? Like you were big into one and two. Yeah. 
but not three. I had a PC that could play one and two. Mm-hmm. When three came out, I did not have a PC that could play it. Right. So I was like, eh. And then it came out on Xbox One and PS4, and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. so it's just and like everyone was complaining about it at launch and then really? on the on the consoles the console version i would say no not the, a console launch the pc oh launch. yeah the, yeah so i was just yeah. I, I was kind of put off of it mm-hmm. and then when i got a pc i was like i think i don't know what i i think i was playing elite dangerous and like i started i started doing a bunch of vr stuff when i first got my my pc yeah uh, but yeah, Elite Elite Dangerous was like one of my first things that mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, I have a good graphics card. I can play this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and clearly, uh, Quake Champions when that came out, uh, or Doom, and, uh, yeah, Doom, Doom, of course, Doom twenty sixteen was that game, the first single player game that I got really into on PC. Okay, when okay. I got when I got my graphics card because that was twenty sixteen. That was when I built that thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so so I didn't really have like I had gaming laptops for a while but like i didn't have a good solid tower for god like 12 years mm-hmm. without pc gaming mm-hmm. i just lived in the console world yeah mainly with nintendo yeah oh sure i had i always had an xbox i had my i had all three xboxes i had a ps2 a ps3 and a ps4 obviously and then uh every nintendo system you know so it's like i just between I don't know when by the time CS and Quake 3 Arena had kind of fallen off in popularity mm-hmm. I just didn't upgrade my PC. So I think I the last like year I had a decent PC was probably 2004. Oh well, yeah. So it was like a 14 year gap. Right. And then I had like a Dell XPS laptop. Yeah. But those things sucked and they couldn't really play yeah. games. No. And their keyboards sucked for playing games. So I just kind of fell off gaming. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah, just was I think Halo, Halo and Halo Two grabbed me in a big way, mm-hmm. so I just didn't care about yeah. console or didn't care about PC games for a while. And it's funny because you know, uh, talk you, you you think about what uh, they said in uh, Twenty Four to Launch in the beginning of that trailer, how like three D games were just so popular in the early two thousands that and people like console games, yeah. they left all these great PC games. Uh, in the minds of publishers yeah behind yeah uh but it wasn't like there wasn't a market for it right it was just that people were like that was the thing that was the hot thing mm-hmm. you know i very specifically told greg to show footage of gta 3 and halo because yep. those were two of the big games that just made people flock to consoles during that era he didn't show footage of wind waker like i told him to but i forgive him <laughs> He probably didn't have enough time. No, he didn't have enough. It, time. It was like it, that's a very difficult job. Asif, let me just let me just let me have this though. Boo, Greg. Yeah, no, fine. Yeah, no, I I, I won't argue with that. No, no, Do you no. hear plus plus is broken in Slack? They're yeah. gone. They, yeah. I think they went under. Yeah. So now we have a taco based economy. Right. And you can only give tacos. You can't subtract tacos. Well then. And then you can only do five tacos a day. Yeah. That. So I like, don't like. I that. don't really know what. I, I don't know what to do. I have not. Uh, I have yeah. not given anyone a taco yet. No, this is this is big. Like you can't just give out tacos willy nilly like you could. No. At those points. No. And like five a day. I'm like I'm not gonna even use one. Dude, that's. I mean, like you ate you ate six tacos the other night. I eat. Yeah, six. You couldn't survive on five a day. No, that's what I even said when I saw this. I was like, I I eat six. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't even enough for one day. I still remember. Was it last year at QuakeCon? You ate seven. 
I did go for seven. Yeah. That was the the Madden challenge. That was <laughs> when you said I couldn't I couldn't eat seven tacos and then review Madden in the same night. Yeah. And you did. And I captured gameplay. Damn. Mm-hmm. You one upped me. I know. Speaking of capturing gameplay, I captured gameplay of Tetris Effect. Yeah, man. It's so good. That game is beautiful. So I played it for the first time before we sat down yep. to record the show. Mm-hmm. Uh and Tetris to me is like i i could argue that certain games are a perfect 10 and i know 10 out of 10 or 100 or 100 5 out of 5 stars whatever doesn't necessarily mean perfection but i would say that tetris is arguably a perfect game because it is timeless i i would i wonder if any game has been ported to more systems than tetris maybe like doom or street fighter 2 or something yeah but tetris is to me ubiquitous with gaming it's a game that everyone can play mm-hmm. uh my mom my grandma and i and all play Tetris, and we all have we have very different tastes. But this Tetris, I was just I'm going to let you talk about it because you're kind of the no, expert sure. in this. You reviewed it, but I'm just like from the perspective of someone who's played a lot of Tetris, played this for the first time, was still blown away. This game is pretty. I love the integration of the gameplay affecting everything from the background music to the the background and foreground graphics. It got to the point where I know there's a theater mode, but like. I misplaced some blocks just because I was staring at the screen, just watching oh, things. It's happen. designed to do that. It's it's like it's fucking with you. Yeah, and that and that's great. It's like a crowd heckling you mm-hmm. during a sporting event. Like, hey, that whale got shot. in my way. Yeah, but it's and I know it's forty bucks, but I might. The only reason I would hold off on buying this is because over the past twelve months we've seen that when there is a groundswell of support for a game to move to Switch, it usually happens. This is the sort of game I would I would want on Switch so I can play it anywhere. I want it on Switch so bad. Yeah. Um, and I think it could work on that system. You know what I've been telling people because a few people have complained in the chatty about the price of the game. Mm-hmm. Black Friday's coming up. Yeah. And there's yep. very likely going to be a sale yeah. uh, on this game. Yep. But I think it's worth $40. Oh, it, and it, if it was on Switch at 40 I'd buy it again. Yeah. And I'm actually... here. Here's how... I'm in deep, dude. I got a problem. You 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 were telling me before the show that you're kind of a Tetris addict. And like... Yeah. You can't have a drop of Tetris or you're going to just drink. It Yeah. And like I, I quit it. I, I was like, when I remember at E3 when Ozzy came back from the appointment and was like, "Oz of Tetris Effect." I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about that life. Yeah. And he's like, it's in VR though, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah. No, I really don't need this. Right and like, there. I'm like, please stop. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh no, 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 please. So, Man. I, I told you like my parents would not let me get a Game Boy. Yes. I never got to play I only I got to play it memories. like just borrowing people's Game Boys yeah. just for a little bit. Yeah. Little hits of Tetris. Oh man. And then I finally got Tetris 8 bit on NES. Dude. And I just, loved that one. Let me just jump in here that one of my favorite gaming memories is linking two Game Boys for the first time and yeah. playing Tetris. Oh yeah. How cool was that? That was mind blowing. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And like I didn't have that experience. No. I never had a Game Boy. No. So I my friends were there. I would play the, I I would get to be, you know, tag in or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't get to have that like I just sat there with Tetris all day. Yeah. And my handheld experience. So I did get it for NES. Yeah. Cuz they were like, "Okay, we're not going to get you a Game Boy, but we'll get you the stupid Tetris game for NES." Yeah. And if you did well in that, you could make the uh I think it was like 
like the Kremlin takeoff, like a rocket ship. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I liked that version of the Tetris a lot. It's a great version of Tetris. Th- weren't there, I don't want to get too far off track here, but this is Tetris related. Mm-hmm. I think there were two versions of Tetris for NES, right? And one had a two-player mode, one did not. Like, yes. One was licensed, one was not. One didn't have that official Nintendo seal of quality. Mm-hmm. Which one? Which one are you? Which one did the you? The single player. The single player. Okay. Yeah. They were I both. Think, I mean, they were both great. I believe the single player was licensed. Yeah. That's the one I had. That's the one I played back in the day too, and I played the other one through like ROMs years later. Mm-hmm. You know. No, but so that was the first Tetris addiction I had, mm-hmm. and I was a kid. Yeah. So I had all the time in the world, and I just love that game. Yeah, it's a fascinating game. It's a, it's like the perfect game for me because I can pick it up and play it for a very short amount of time, or I can play it forever. It's incredibly easy to pick up and play. It's insanely hard to master. So long, and it's a game where you play against your own score. Mm-hmm. So I I love games like that. I can play. You saw my obsession with balls last year. Yes, that's yes. a high score game. Yes, and when you give me a high score game, it's a, that carrot that I love. It's, Tony Hawk was an example of that. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, Trick Attack. Mm-hmm. But so it was that iteration of Tetris, and then the new Tetris for N sixty four, which had four player simultaneous multiplayer on the same screen, and it was the one where you could build cubes. Yeah, out that, of four well, by that was four. Like, did you say it was called Tetris Attack? No, it's called New Tetris. Okay. It was the new Tetris for N64. Thinking, I think I'm thinking of like, I played Pokemon Puzzle League was pretty fun on that system. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 yeah. The new Tetris in college, I played all the time. Yeah, man. I would play people for money yeah. at that Oh, game. you were hustling? Yeah, dude. I hustled in college playing video games all the time. So did I, but in Mortal Kombat. In oh, I would case. do it in anything. I'd be like, I bet you'll, I, be, I would be like. <laughs> You're like Kramer on Seinfeld betting on planes when they're going to land or if they're going to be later <laughs> on time. <laughs> I was betting people and I could beat them at Mario Golf. I was betting I was betting that I could beat you in Kart. I could beat you in F Zero. I could beat you in New Tetris. I was like, what else? And then when GameCube came out, I was schooling people in Tony Hawk Three. I was like, okay. So I was like, I'll give you two minutes in Trick Attack on Rio. Mm-hmm. Give me two seconds and I'll beat you. And I would win like $100 on a bet. I want you to write about this. <laughs> I would love to read that. I love yeah. that. Like the, the my Nintendo, degenerative gambling. Like, <laughs> like Nintendo's like bright and sunny on the surface. And they're like, meanwhile, in Ossif's dorm room. And there's like all this illicit gambling and, and hustling going on. This is, yeah, this is in Ann Arbor. I this love is, it. Uh, yeah. So like I, I, I had it. quite a bit of experience hustling people <laughs> in video games. But yeah, Tetris was one of those. And no i just i love tetris and that was the that was that second iteration yeah uh and then at the same time they the game boy advance sp was out yes so i finally got to have my portable tetris experience what tetris game was on that i can't remember it wasn't like the best did you pop in like a game boy cartridge i think i had the game boy cartridge yeah uh so i i i finally had my my original experience that i'd always wanted yeah uh that game holds up, man. It does. Because it, there's no frills, right? Like, there's no hold button. Yeah. You can't do fast drop. All the kind of modern accoutrement that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, people associate with Tetris today. Yeah. There's something to be said for that, too. Like, turning those rules off and just playing old school. Well, what I like about Tetris Effect is that you can change the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, so, those are my past addictions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
a Tetris effect. I'm not having the Tetris dreams yet, but I can tell it's affecting I'm me. I'm sitting here thinking about it, like I want to play. Right? Yeah. I I played it in Japan, dude, in VR. And they had to pull me out of it because it was the last demo of the day. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Let me no. finish. I can't. No. And I was killing it. Yeah. And that was that's what I felt most in the zone. I thought about that so many times. And then like out of nowhere, I got an email from Sony. Like, here's the review code. I was like, no, no oh. way. I'm like, really? And I, I you know, I, with every review code, I talked to Blake and, uh, and Bill about it. And they're like, you should take it. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, like, you should probably keep this away from me. Did you, and, did you only get one code? Uh, I think we got two because we Blake took one. Okay. I know. I can't. I can't fault that but Blake because our reviews editor. So. I think he took it. Uh, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> you're like, what about my code? Uh, no, I, I, love, I love Tetris games. No, I took the review because I was like, yeah, I I, th- I felt like I was the right person. Oh yeah, uh, for that review, absolutely. That's why I took Diablo three. Yeah, on uh, Switch. Yeah. yeah, when we were talking about who should review Di- Diablo three, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give this one to Donovan. <laughs> like, How think- about the guy who literally wrote the book? <laughs> I'm like, this guy wrote the book on Diablo. Yeah. We should probably have him review it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I know you're busy. Do you want to take a look at this? And you're like, yes. I agreed because that was the game I was going to buy anyway. Like, it didn't yeah. in, in, influence my verdict. But like I said a couple episodes ago, Amy and I had been looking for games we could play together for long-term games. Mm-hmm. And we decided on Dark Souls and Diablo 3 definitely. Yep. And so I was like, oh, cool. I, I get to try it out and see if I actually would like this version. So when it comes to uh, Tetris, yeah, it's just that game's excellent. It's amazing sound design. It's one of the best VR games I've played. It's what's great about it in VR is it's a seated experience. There's no you don't have to worry about teleportation mechanics or yeah. anything. Yeah. You're just sitting there. You're you're staring forward. Mm-hmm. There's stuff coming at you from the sides, but you don't really you know you don't have to worry about the tracking mm-hmm. of the headset. Yeah. Uh, what's great about it is you're immersed in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and you're close. I like up. that it feels like a world. Like Tet- Tetris is not the sort of game where you would say I'm immersed in the world. Yeah, who who would think but, about these these ways to talk about it? And the but, other thing, I love their their terminology. So like uh-huh. we, we say levels, cause just because that's a common video game term. Uh-huh. But in this, they're called areas, and I like that term because it it makes it feel like more like a place with a personality. Yeah. And all of these areas do have such unique personalities. Well, Again, from the music to the graphics each and everything. area has multiple levels. Oh, so it's like worlds and levels within the world. Oh, Yeah. Didn't you see that? It's like a constellation. I, I Like, you know, the first time you see a game, you're not really sure what you're looking at until you start playing. Yeah. So I still need more time. Yeah. When you go into journey mode, which I love the name of that, Yeah. Uh, you there's different areas yeah and different areas have different level amounts of levels some have yeah. three levels some have four levels some have five yeah uh lola, no, i'm, I'm a big want, fan is this the rare lola gets back on the couch moment oh, wow lola do you want back on the couch come i think here. she might she took her nap come here you're snoring over there oh, okay fine yeah. you do you popes 
No, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tetris Effect. And, yeah, get uh, it. If you if you're yeah. a Tetris fan, you don't have it. I'm surprised. Uh, but and I understand people who are holding out for different platforms. That's the biggest bummer. Well, so so what I told you, like I I don't think I would deprive myself of the PS4 version. But what I told you before the show was like I I tend to gravitate toward portable Tetris versions because I had I had that experience of the Game Boy version being the first one I played. I've always loved handheld Tetris, like. It, yeah, when I was in college, a bunch of friends and I went out to GameStop the day Tetris DS came out. We all got that. We went to Silver Park and played like on a pic at a picnic table, and like I bought Puyo Puyo Tetris. I don't. I, I've never even played the Puyo Puyo mode. I don't know what's going on there. I don't even know what that is. I just played the Tetris. It's mode. the Sega game. Yeah, I don't care. I just like Tetris. I, I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the like. Amy and I play that. We just do Tetris versus like mm -hmm. for hours. Oh no, I I have Puyo Puyo, and I got actually got the keychain. It's a little uh, T piece. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, that was one of the few cartridges. I was gonna say, I think you only got that for pre-ordering the cartridge. I must have given the cartridge to Michael Wang, and then he sold it. What a jerk! What the hell, Michael Wang? I don't know. He might not have sold oh, okay. it. Okay, you're cool, Michael know. Wang. But I All gave right. him the cartridge. Yeah. I gave because like. A week after I got my Switch, I was like, I never want to buy another cartridge I was the again. Same way. I bought Zelda <laughs> on a cartridge because I was like, I'm going to play this. I'm going to feel this out. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I never want to have to take this cartridge out. And that's to this day. Zelda's been in there for like 19, 20 months and counting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything else is on the SD card that I got. Well, now everything is for me. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, right I bought some launch games that were pretty terrible. Like I bought uh, One Two Switch, Ugh. the Bomberman game. Yeah. Um, a good one. What the fuck was it called? The Binding of Isaac. That's a good. Game. Yeah, that's a good game. And it had a cool. Uh, it actually came with a manual. Oh, cool. Uh, that looked like the original Legend of Zelda manual. Nice. That game's like a huge love letter to Zelda, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really cool. It's like Zelda makes roguelikes. Oh, look who's back. Okay, pop. Hi, Lowers. Okay, you coming up now? I'm gonna commentate this. Uh, oh, oh, she's oh, again. She has the bobo, so she has to choose whether or not she wants you to get close enough to touch the bobo or come up. But here she is. She's back, back on the couch. The three-person Shackcast team is back. Thanks, Lola. You yeah. just needed your bobo. Okay, uh, but yeah, that's you know we'll we'll keep talking about Tetris Effect for Hell a long yeah. time. I mean, Tetris is timeless. We can talk about that every episode. I probably will. Uh, you know, it's created a bit of a, a dilemma for me as to, cause I'm starting to think about what the game of the year is, you know, cause the game awards just announced their, right. Their nominees. Right. We don't have to cover all of them cause there's a shit ton. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly interested in their game of the year selections yeah. cause I have some thoughts on it. Yeah. I don't know about it. Let me pull it up. I'm going to the shacknews.com website. Did I know that. This, did you see this? Ru the Russian Nintendo CEO losing his shit on a live stream. No. Yeah. That's what a, happened there? He didn't know that they were live, and he was cursing out these streamers. And oh, it just. Uh, yeah, he's gonna lose his job. Yeah, he should. Well. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about, hmm. and we should. Have you seen KDA? This band. No. League of Legends created a band, uh, a, a K-pop virtual band Whoa. called KDA. Their song, Pop Stars, number one digital sales on Billboard. Really? Yeah, topping actual bands. And it's a bunch of it's. They assembled like a super group 
of K-pop girls. That's pretty cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. Very interesting development. I think I like Riot Games more as a K-pop label than a game studio. So it's called KDA? K slash, or, yeah, K, uh, Kill Death. Yeah. Assist. Oh, okay. I was I knew the Kill Death, so I couldn't figure out what the Yeah, Kill was. Death Assist, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, where's where's Jeff Keeley? He's somewhere on here. Yeah. It Check was the... we write a lot of articles. You gotta scroll down to find Jeff Keeley. He's yeah, not he's really not in the boxcar. No. Didn't really think I was... let's see. I know off the top of my head I know they had Red Dead Two, yeah. Spider Man, Celeste. I was I was glad to see Celeste on their, their list of nominees. That was surprising, honestly. I was yeah. like, Hey, an indie game made it. I think I mean, especially in the last few years, like the game awards has really made strides as as a more legitimate award show i remember i think the first year i could be wrong i remember being kind of just kind of rolling my eyes because like madden won game of the year and nothing against sports games but that to me is just kind of silly yeah <laughs> i mean this was was that the vgas though yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. this is before it was the game award okay so here's the nominees for game of the year i had okay. to go to twitter i couldn't find their article okay marvel spider-man yep red dead redemption 2 mm-hmm. monster hunter world hmm Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Celeste. Yep. And God of War. I think I think my issue this year is that the game of that list feels predictable. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not disparaging any of those titles because they're all quite good. I haven't played all of them, but the ones I've played are quite good. And from what I've heard, Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh borrowed a lot from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, when it well, came to design. we knew that was gonna, like a year out. Yeah, but it's, that, it's good. Yeah, like, I'm happy to hear oh, that. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I am it too. It sounds like it made it a better game. But it feels like, <laughs> to me, Game of the Year 2018's list was just going to be shorter because this was not a year like packed. I think it was last year. Like every other month there were like two Game of the Year contenders being released. Yeah. And like some inclusions were obvious. Like obviously people were going to nominate games like Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. But there was almost like last year to get it, we, we struggled to get to a point where like, okay, we need 10, you know. That was yeah. one of those years where you really had to struggle to winnow it down. And this year, it's not that games have been bad. It's just that this is kind of one of those years when a lot of games people were looking forward to kind of got pushed oh, to yeah. next year. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, which I, I think- actually think is better because I think sometimes uh, the games industry is hurt by the calendar being too crowded. You know, and I, I feel bad because I did not play Monster Hunter World. Uh, mainly because, like, you know, the way I was talking about Tetris, I didn't have an addiction with this game, but it's just when you play a Monster Hunter game, it's it's you kind of don't want commitment. Wanna, you don't want to play another Monster Hunter game for a while after no, that. No. It's it's like you said, a commitment. It's work. It it really can be fun, and important. multiplayer in that game sounds great. So I, I'm not hating on it. I actually wouldn't be mad if that was our game of the year. I really hmm. wouldn't. Hmm. Uh, out of those those ones that you look at and you're like, huh? Yeah. Because uh, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I don't want. I don't really think that's game of the year at Shaq News. I I do think that Mo- I think Spider Man has a chance. I think Red Dead has a chance. I think Celeste has a chance. Yeah. And I don't know. God of War seems to have fallen off a lot of people's radar. I yeah. Well, it's it's because you know things move so fast now. There, we're just inundated with news and releases like every day. And God of Year came out. Was it was it March or April? Like it was early enough that it was going to be one of those games. It's the same way. Like next year, I can tell you, I will be uh, campaigning for Resident Evil Two 
But that comes out in January. Like, yeah, there's gonna be eleven months of other games. That and like Kingdom Hearts three, mm-hmm. January next year's being is kind of stacked. Which is like again it goes back to what I talked about. That like, there are a lot of games people hoping to play this year that got pushed. Uh, yeah, that, I, that happened like in 2016. Like, I think that's one reason 2017 was so stacked is a lot of stuff got pushed. Yeah, I, I think that'll be. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is a good example of that. Uh, it the, wasn't supposed to be a 2017 release. The other thing about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I, I haven't played, but I feel like uh, Assassin's Creed Origins had a little bit more uh, staying power. People were still talking about it months afterwards. Odyssey, like a lot of people, kind of moved on. Well, once Red Dead came out, everyone left. There's but that too. I think you're going to see. You know, I you know, we always look at our analytics, and Bill did a great job writing guides for Odyssey, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah, you know, the guides aren't doing great right now. Right. But well, Christmas that could pick up too, because a lot of people are going to be getting the game. What I think's hilarious about Assassin's Creed games, almost exclusively, mm-hmm. and also Bethesda games, when they go on Steam sale. Our yeah. analytics spike, and it's hilarious. Because you're like, yep, a bunch of people, are, they saw that at 60, and they're like, nope. But then when it's like 20 bucks, they're all like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. see hundreds, you see millions of people buy the games at a discount. So yeah. the launch might have not been that great, but I think Assassin's Creed has a built-in fan base that buys those games. It's just for the right price. Well, I also have to... I don't know. I might want to nominate Ubisoft for something this year because they've already announced that there won't be an Assassin's Creed in 2019. Yeah. I like that they are more concerned with maintaining the quality of an interest in that series than mm-hmm. they are pumping them out. And also that avoids crunch. It does. Uh, which yeah. I think is good for their employee morale. You know, and uh, you know, we ran a story yesterday about Astroneer delaying their release date. Mm-hmm. I think that had a lot to do with crunch and managing that. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I what I saw Adam tweet out and what I saw Joe tweet out, it was about avoiding crunch and, and ensuring quality of the release. Mm-hmm. But now that game's coming out a week before my birthday. Yeah, February sixth, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen, Astroneer. One point oh. Hooray! But uh, yeah, you know it's. You know, that was a game that I was looking forward to coming out this year because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be in contention for Shaq News Game of the Year. Sure. I know a game that comes out in December, Smash Brothers, is not going to be considered in the Game Awards this year. Mm. It should. It's a fucking great game. And it just proved what I've been saying forever. Yeah. That Kirby is our Lord and Savior. Yeah, Kirby. Kirby outlasted everyone. Last mascot standing. You threw everything at Kirby. Yeah. And he's there. And he's going to hold it down for everyone. Yeah. I'm just glad. As a Kirby main, as someone here. You, you main Kirby? I One of my mains. Wow. Here, here, here's a story about Kirby as my main. Kirby versus Ganondorf. This is CES... 2007 it must have been was that we no that was 2007 was no. smash um, cube uh y- yeah that would have been melee because so it was Sm- melee come out here it was melee being played on a Wii. okay yeah that's what it was with wave birds yeah here were the stakes okay if oh boy, i won <coughs> I my friend John Wong, who you met yeah. in LA, mm-hmm. he would have to buy an Xbox 360. Whoa! If I lost, I would have to buy a PS3. 
This was a pivotal moment in the console wars. Yes, that was. Damn. And I lost. So you got your PS3. Yeah, I bought my PS3, and then it got hacked a few years later, and I never played Still it again. Still never played Demon's Souls. What the hell? I know, dude. What the hell? Sorry. It's all right. It's sitting in a closet in Texas. <laughs> Everything's in Texas. <laughs> That's the theme of the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's sitting in a closet in Texas. That's the name of this episode now. Awesome PS3, come out of the closet. It's in the closet. I loved I loved that system. That was my favorite system from last generation. I love my 360. Gears of War. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a big fight, and I I lost to John Wong. I think he was Ganondorf, and I was Kirby, and he just beat the shit out of me in melee. So, uh, but yeah, Kirby wasn't that great in melee. He was pretty good in the original Smash. Yeah, he was. Uh, and he is Iwata's favorite son. So is he? Yeah, Hal Laboratories. Oh, that's true. That's right. So I think this whole thing is a nod to Satoru Iwata, mm-hmm. who helped create the Smash Brothers series. You know, who's, you know, passed away. He's yep. not here for the launch of this one. No. You remember that Smash Brothers Direct uh, for you know, Wii, or for Wii U, uh, where he was fighting uh, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie and all that? Yeah. He used to do all that kind of campy shit. Can so. I just say that the Smash Brothers commercial for Nintendo 64 is one of the greatest commercials yeah. of all time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Epic. Yeah, amazing. And that, that spirit, they just released a new one that went viral. I don't know if you saw that, all those different I remixes. I haven't seen it yet. No. Oh, yeah, I, I made one. Uh, but, yeah, Greg made a few. Nice. It's just, like, minute trailer. It's just a bunch of the characters fighting in a CG environment. It's not gameplay. Okay. And uh, a bunch of people put, like, different songs to it. And it's, like, just, it went viral. I wrote an article about it on Shack News. I need to see it. Um, but, yeah, I know you got to go. Uh, I think the only thing we had left to talk about, I had my, uh, my hot stock take at the beginning of the show, right? Buy stocks you think are cheap. If you want to hold them for a long period of time, that's all I'll say. Here's, here's a fun topic. I'm going to, I'm going to play a wild card. Mm-hmm. Black Friday's coming up. Yeah. Week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, name three games you would really like to pick up from this year that you, that you think people should look out for. Fallout 76 would be a good game to buy on the cheap. Um, and these are just games that I don't own right now. Oh, yeah. a game that I think everyone should get on sale if it goes on sale is Wreckfest. Wreckfest. It's a PC game. Um, <coughs> it's like it's like a demolition derby game. It's really fun. Um, let's see what else. Like, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you don't have Mario Tennis Aces, <coughs> if that goes on sale, that would be kind of good. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, there's a bundle for Switch now. Uh, it comes with Mario Kart. Yeah, I did see that. For two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So that looks like a good deal. And I think it's two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So you won't have to pay the $60. You're basically getting yeah, Mario Kart Yeah, you're getting Mario free. Kart for free. Yeah. Which, you know, after they sold 10 million units, that makes sense. I, I maintain that's still the best Mario Kart. It's a hell of a Mario Kart. They should do that with Zelda. <clears throat> uh, they they should, but I understand the synergy because like their whole thing is one Joy-Con for yeah. two players. And yeah, you sure. get a two-player game and a two and two controllers like right out of the box. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. It, the value proposition of the that bundle is yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh there's a Mario <clears throat> Tennis Aces bundle that doesn't cost that. Lola's now sitting on my lap. I know. Uh before we go. We uh, had Extra Life, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. And 
<coughs> Shaq good. News did quite well. Yeah, I think we're like number five or six team overall as of right now. On the day of on game day, we were number four. Wow. Uh, Giant Bomb did an amazing job this year. They're streaming for like over a week with yeah. different people. They had all sorts of people. Uh, Alex did a 24-hour drum stream. Yeah, I uh, heard about rock that. Band, and he ended on Freebird, <clears throat> and it was great. Uh, he raised $100,000 in 24 hours. We also did. Shaq News raised $100,000. <clears> uh, and I think as of the – I don't know. I haven't looked at the leaderboard lately. Uh, I think I'm the number three overall fundraiser. Awesome. On Extra Life, I'm behind <coughs> Rooster Teeth, who raised like over seven hundred thousand dollars as mm. a as an as a person, because mm-hmm. they have like individual accounts and then they also have team accounts. <coughs> and then Giant okay. Bomb raised like over two hundred some thousand. That's cool. See, so yeah, we're up there. We're doing things for the kids, and we now represent over half of the fundraising for children specialized in New Jersey. So yeah, that's we awesome, mean man. a lot to them, and they do an amazing job uh, providing care to kids who couldn't get it otherwise. And I so. know uh, many of our community members got in on streaming too, right? Yeah, we did a twenty-four hour. It was kind of like handing it off. Yeah, uh, I started it, and then I handed it off to uh, Landris Raddick. Mm-hmm. And then he handed it off to Krabs, who did the uh, the wrestling match. Yes, which was amazing. Shacklemania, of course. Uh, you know, we we came. It feels like it might have been rigged. Krabs ended up winning. Huh. I know. Uh, also, Abraham Lincoln wrestled. Uh, oh, nice. Against Bob Ross. Uh huh. So that was kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brittany made her first appearance. That's right. Yeah, that was she lost to uh the character from Near Automata. Hmm. Uh was her name B two or something? She was probably okay with that. She, yeah, she was. Game. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She was like I she played well. Uh but yeah, uh it was great. We did a great job. Uh Dife, uh he took over late at night, did some streaming. Um we played a bunch of Forza Horizon four into the night. They played some PUBG, I think. And then uh Charles finished it out. In the morning, he took like the late shift, like five a.m. to nine a.m., and then I finished it uh, nine a.m. to noon. I played Breath of the Wild, nice, and that's what I want to talk about. That game still great, yep. and I just I was, I'm just looking for shrines, and I I'm on the northeast side of Hyrule, and there you know where those uh there's like uh like almost jet streams that you can just kind of float on with mm-hmm. the glider. Mm-hmm. You can go in between islands over there. So mm-hmm. I was on that area. I found a couple of shrines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that game's great. It I, is. I feel like I should be streaming that more often. It's a fun game. I feel that. I feel like that game is my favorite thing to play, if I just can play anything. I feel like right now, every time I sit down to play Red Dead, I'm like, ugh. I could just be looking for shrines right now. That's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Breath of the Wild, over a year and a half out, that game never once felt like a chore. No, it and feels to, like a to, delight. It does. And to me, that's what a lot of Rockstar Star games do feel like. I, I bounced off GTA 4 because it was just, to me, it was not fun to play. I played that thing for 10 hours. I gave it a college yeah. try. Um, that never happened with 5. I haven't really sunk my teeth into 5 just because, you know, like you... I barely have time to sleep, let alone sit down and play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. We talked about this. I think we should formalize it. I think sometime in December, for fun, 
I think I should bring my Switch over and we should stream me finishing Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Let's make it official. Yeah. Because we've talked it up so much that oh. it has to happen. Yeah. You know? Oh, no. I, I'm down. I am okay. so down to see that. Yeah. I want to see your reaction to to uh, defeating Ganon. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that ending. Yeah, it'd be great. Because I, 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 it puts a nice bow on it for me. But some people might not like it. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I, I remember when I beat it, I posted about it in the chatty, and there was a discussion about if it was a good ending or not. Hmm. I think it's a great ending. But I, and I, I think a game like Zelda is very much so about its moments getting the master sword is a moment in that game Mm -hmm. that almost feels like winning it i loved getting the master sword in that game it feels amazing yep and every game it feels great when you get the master sword like but in that game it feels the best it's ever felt yeah like it's an epic moment kind of a trial attaching a a sort of trial to it Mm -hmm. i liked that a lot oh yeah it's just fucking great Mm -hmm. and beating ganon feels the same way yeah agreed it feels like, yeah. Those I'm are the, from everything I've heard, I should say. Yeah. So, I yet to do it myself. Yeah. It's not about. I don't know, man. Like, the more I think about it, Link and Doom Guy are very similar. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just. Those games are so similar in a very weird way. They're very evocative without yeah. having to, like, hit you over the head with cutscenes and mm-hmm. talking heads and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Link, Doom Guy, and Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Oh, for sure you know did you hear that rumor that half-life vr might be coming would that be the game nope do you even like the half-life games i love half-life but you wouldn't play half-life vr no would you be pissed if that's the game that yeah we get? if that's half-life 3 i would, would be it be pissed. like a diablo immortal like reaction shifting to our last topic uh <laughs> would you would you outwardly troll uh, no. A uh no, because I am a rational and well-adjusted adult. I would I would be disappointed though. <laughs> but I mean like the difference there is like Diablo Blizzard made pretty clear like Diablo Immortal is not Diablo 4. It is a Diablo for another platform, which yeah. I'm fine with. Um but if if Half-Life 3 were like exclusive to VR, that would really bum me out. <laughs> we got a great response, you know, cuz we've been kind of talking about the story the whole episode. Uh, Wookie BH on Twitter with two E's said, Sony, if Blizzard can be booed at BlizzCon, then nowhere is safe. <laughs> Reg- true. Regarding Sony leaving E3. So as, as someone who has, <laughs> has kind of made Diablo a large chunk of their livelihood, yeah. let me just weigh in on Diablo Mortal. First of all, the announcement of the game disappointed me, but not in a, oh, I'm crushed sort of way. It was like, oh, darn. I was hoping I actually would have been more excited to hear about like a Diablo 2 HD than a Diablo 4. Um, but, you know, they announced Diablo for Immortal. Honestly, my action, reaction was just eh, and then I stopped watching and went back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, now, later I heard about the negative fan reaction, the booing, and also some dick who who goes up to ask you know the a blizzard designer a question like is this an off-season april fool's joke yeah my problem with that is we live in a society now where maybe that's not even how that guy felt but he knew he was going to get his 15 seconds of fame by doing that and sure, sure enough it was clipped and he probably has a youtube channel where you can like follow subscribe make sure to click the bell and get the notifications all that bullshit 
Uh, I'm sure, you know, it gained a lot of traction on Twitter and other social platforms. And I hate that now people are creating these moments just so these pseudo pundits can weigh in. Mm -hmm. I thought that was extremely disrespectful. Why waste your time and the developers' times and everyone else who has a question's time by getting up there and standing in line and then asking that just to get some laughs? That's my, my what you said about everyone else waiting in line for a question. That's my problem. Having attended these things yeah. and waited in line to ask, say, John Carmack a question or uh, ask Steve Jobs a question or whatever. Yeah. To have what's the equivalent of a shit post be yeah. said live in person. Yeah. It was like a low point for the gaming community. It, it really I was, was. Like, you are what's wrong with us. You, not only I, I was, I was, I was pissed off enough about that. I almost wrote an editorial, and if I didn't have a, so much other stuff to write, I would have. But I, I don't like that. To me, that guy personified the entitled gamer. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no question. And as I, I, I used the word edge lord in my headline about it. <laughs> I said fans react to Di- uh, Diablo Immortal reveal like edge. I said like some edge lords or something. Yeah, yeah. And I had a worse headline that I decided not to use, and I I, I had better headlines that I decided not to use. I used the term edge lord because it really felt like I was watching a shit post live. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is bullshit. This is not the internet. These are real people. This is a- yes. You know what? That dev probably didn't make the decision to release uh diablo immortal and you know what whoever decided to end blizzcon with that announcement is dumb they shouldn't have done that no they should have ended it with overwatch no but i guess that like my problem with game this is why i actually don't like the term gamer i don't know if you notice this but like in my long reads even Mm -hmm. my books i go out of my way to not say gamer and almost all of my articles i say shacker instead of gamer yeah because anyone who's reading shack news is instantly a shacker to me so i refer to them as shackers i to me gamer holds too many negative connotations yeah it does because it's because of people like that Mm -hmm. uh I, I hate the idea like I, I don't think developers should be put on a pedestal, but I think they should be respected. Like here's this guy who probably had to take vacation job from his job from vacation time from his job flipping burgers, whatever, which again is fine, and who goes up there and wastes the developer's time and everyone else's time by asking by making a shit post. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think developers need to be like put on a pedestal, but I do think you should respect them. Like a quote that means a lot to me in my life is Dr. Breen from Half-Life 2 when he says, "You have destroyed so much, Dr. Freeman. Tell me what is it that you have created?" Yeah. I don't like the idea of some jackass who has probably contributed nothing going up there and basically hazing someone who's working on a product and trying to entertain people. Yeah. I just don't that doesn't sit well with me. The other thing is, here's the thing. I find it ironic that the most vocal outcry has come from BlizzCon attendees. And you would think that as BlizzCon attendees, they would know a little something about Blizzard. They would know that there was a 12-year gap between Diablo 2 and Mm 3. They would know that there was a 12-year gap between StarCraft and StarCraft 2 Wings of Liberty. Blizzard, they would also know that Blizzard has multiple teams. Yeah. Just because they didn't announce Diablo 4 and instead announced this mobile game doesn't mean Diablo 4 isn't happening. Well, and they're even outsourcing development of this mobile game to someone who does make, I think it's NetEase. Yeah. So another company is making this game, a foreign company is making this game. So no resources no. outside of money 
from Blizzard are being diverted to this. Right. This is just another thing. Here's the thing. I if I know Blizzard. I've had people from Blizzard tell me I probably know more about Blizzard than anyone alive, which I consider a compliment. The thing about Blizzard is they've never really handled outsourcing well, and that includes Blizzard North on Diablo. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that Blizzard, they can say, well, we're not the primary developers. They are very heavily involved. They're probably breathing over NetEase's sure. shoulders. Sure, But that doesn't mean that it's taking away from them working on Diablo 4, which yeah. no shit they're working on Diablo 4. Of course they are, because yeah. Warcraft, Starcraft, and Diablo are the three crown jewels. Uh -huh. They're never going to die. Now, do I think that they should have done like a Metroid Prime 4 and just like showed a logo? Sure. But they didn't. But that doesn't mean that that it's not happening. Yeah. I, also, I also hate another little entitled stance is like, I paid money to go to BlizzCon. Well, fuck you. That doesn't mean you get the announcements you want. That's not how this works. Yeah. Can you imagine like us being like, oh, man, I'm so mad I went to. Uh... You remember QuakeCon last year? Yeah. They didn't have a keynote. Right. Oh, man. I'm so pissed I went to QuakeCon. They didn't even have a keynote. There was no Doom reveal. Yeah. Too you bad, know, man. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You have to, you, you, it's luck. Yeah. You don't know when you're going to be there when they reveal Breath of the Wild. You don't know. They don't do that anymore. But I'm just saying, like, uh, like let's say, like, the, uh, <clears throat> the fucking Sega press conference where they announced that, what was it, Saturn was available now? Yeah. Like, you never know yeah. when something like that's going to happen. Right. So, like, let... That's the whole point of companies trying to surprise people. Yeah. And what really bothered me was Blizzard went out of their way to say, temper your expectations for Diablo at BlizzCon. And they also said, yes, of course, we're working on what you think we're working on. Yeah. But we're not ready to talk about yeah. it. And the thing is, like, I've heard that game has gone through, like, four iterations. That's happened with every Diablo game. That's, that's the thing. You'd think BlizzCon attendees would know, like, hey... Blizzard isn't Activision. They're not going to give you a new Diablo every year. You're yep. going to be waiting a while. Like even even if they were to announce Diablo Four, you're not going to be you're not going to play it until like probably 2024, 2025, and that's a conservative <laughs> estimate. Think about it. They announced Diablo Three in twenty in two thousand eight. The game came out four years later. Yeah, Blizzard is not Apple. They're not going to be like, "Hey, we're announcing this, and you can get it in two weeks." That's not going to happen. That's not what they do. Oh, well, they kind of did that with Overwatch. They kind of did, but this, like, again, they had a clear vision for that game. Here's the thing. Diablo is is different than any other game from Blizzard Entertainment because Blizzard Entertainment did not create this franchise. Yeah. The reason Diablo 4 is taking so long, I don't know this, but I feel confident in it based on what I know, is that Diablo 3 stumbled out of the gate. It yeah. took a long time for that game to get to where it is now. Diablo 3 is a great game now, but it didn't start that way. It took, like a good 18 months for that game to be good. Mm -hmm. I think Blizzard knows they really need Diablo 4 to be good out of the gate, and so they're going to take a lot more time with it sure. than they probably would like. That's fair. You know? I'm I'm in no rush. I have to play Diablo 3 on Switch still. That's the thing. Like, how can you get pissed about this one game not being shown when there are, like, a million, billion other games to play in the meantime? And they're doing a great job supporting overwatch which is their crown jewel right now yeah like if you had to point at what's killing it for them mm -hmm. it's overwatch and yeah they continue to do very well there so it's just like i feel like the biggest mistake on their part was the timing of that announcement in that press conference to end with it yeah that left the fans with like what that's it i would have ended with the warcraft 3 reforged or that yeah that too yeah. i'm saying there's so many ways to format that presentation yeah. better than they did and it, it, I think that's unfortunate, and it set up 
the angst <laughs> and then to go straight from that the same stage to the talk with the diablo immortal uh yeah. devs yeah they were expecting a better reaction and they did not get it and you know what if they were in japan and they made that announcement guess what yeah it would have been a hugely positive reaction because asia loves mobile games they do i don't know that they were <laughs> expecting a better announcement or they wouldn't have tempered their expectations beforehand i think they expected people to be kind of bum but i don't think they expected people like to be that as hostile outwardly mean yeah i didn't think they expected that no but i, I guess my main takeaway is i hate that we live in a time where I feel like that guy who got up there and cracked that joke didn't even care or wasn't even really upset. He just wanted to, like, in wrestling, it's called getting yourself over. It's it's actually become a bigger problem in WWE where crowds will do things like they'll bring beach balls and they'll completely ignore the match because they want to be on TV and have people like, oh, look at those crazy fans with the beach ball. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers, there's a wrestler who actually jumped into the crowd grabbed a beach ball, popped it, and threw it back. Because he was pissed. He's like, I'm out here working my ass off for you. Pay attention. Yeah. Which I kind of, I kind of agreed with that. <laughs> I just, I think we live in an age where people are more concerned with getting spotlights on them because there's more, there are more platforms to do sure. that. And that kind of pisses me off. Well, hey, if I get seen on WWE, maybe I'll be in that music video. Yeah, that's Or true. maybe I'll be the next Justin Bieber. There you go. Or what if, what if Linux Gate? <laughs> I posted that. Yeah. Someone was talking about how they hate adding gate to things. Yeah. Because uh, there's a new bend gate for an iPad yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, what if Linux gate? Shaq News <laughs> investigates with a Z. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely something about that, like being sensationalist and driven by short term stupidity. I just, I, I, I look at all these, like, there's so many YouTubers. You know how, like, they have the perfect thumbnails with it's, it's, the logo of a game, and then themselves in the foreground looking like... And also like a, I, a red circle and an arrow pointing at something. Yeah, but here's the here's the <laughs> thing that really gets me. A lot of these kids, like, why Blizzard screwed up the Diablo 4 announcement? They're like 19. I'm like, you weren't even born! Have you seen this image, though? Like, I, I, I felt, I felt kind of proud about this. Uh, so there's like a huge backlash to our article uh that i wrote oh i i did see that did you see yeah the reddit post yeah you okay. added you added a little i think you put it the way you put it was you added a little bit of color i really do and also the website does yeah, yeah. so there's like it's this someone basically put together a collage of tweets from games journalists and it's got and like pr people i think uh will uh what's his name will power Will Powers, mm -hmm. he's a PR uh, guy for, uh, I think, uh, Deep Silver. Mm -hmm. Jason Trier, Lucy O'Brien, a bunch of people. And then in the very center of this, there's just this black background website with and my smiling face. I love face. your, yeah, that profile picture of yours. My profile picture of me smiling in front of the Shaq DZ3 booth. Yeah. Uh, and it's just fans react to Diablo Immortal like disrespectful edgelords at BlizzCon 2018's Q&A. Yeah, that triggered some folks. So there's someone who spent the time to screen cap ShaqDews.com. But, but you know what's interesting is that uh, no other franchise sparks this sort of reaction no other blizzard franchise sparks this sort of reaction yeah. to diablo and it's and it's because of what happened with diablo 3 mm -hmm. it's because like again i want to be clear that game was never bad but you could make the couldn't point be, you could make the argument that it wasn't very good when it came well, out what, couldn't it just be satan 
Could be. I'm just saying the but game's you, called Diablo. But you kill that out, dude. I know, but it brings out some it fucking it dark does. shit. I think. I think the thing is, <clears throat> I, I know, know we kill him, but yeah, just saying. It's just really funny because like a, a lot of the hardcore Diablo fans know that since Blizzard North closed, they they've always had really really high expectations for what Blizzard Entertainment would do with Blizzard North's baby. Yeah. And the other thing is, this is kind of a bit of an insight getting way ahead into Stay Well and Listen 3. Mike Morheim went to Blizzard North and talked to Rick Seiss, who was the first imp- the first hire at Blizzard North, and who became the acting manager after uh, Dave Brevik, Max, and Eric Schaefer were forced out, and said, monetize Diablo 3. And Rick was like, how? And Mike described the auction house. And Rick, was, Rick said, but that would kill the game loop. What happened Diablo 3 out of the gate? The auction house killed the main game loop. Yeah, they kinked the hose that flow of items because they wanted people to spend real money. So I bet you one topic of discussion is how can we monetize Diablo Four, but not fuck it up this time. Yeah. Well, also Morheim's gone now, and Morheim's gone. I'm not saying he's like some villain, but look at all of Blizzard's games now; they're all monetized. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sure. Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, Overwatch is a competitive esport. All of those games bring in money beyond just buying the game. Sure. And I think they need to figure out how to do that with Diablo 4. Well, make it a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand like people not wanting to play the mobile game. I get that. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Just, it, the reaction was Oh, a little... the reaction bugged the hell out of me. It's this, especially because I have a friend. I don't want to like put him on blast. So I'm not going to say his name. But who kind of sided with the fans. Now, this guy goes back with me to Blizzard. Like uh-huh. we, we would do like midnight launches to wait for Warcraft 3 back in the day. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, man, don't give me that whole it's Blizzard's fault. Like, yes, they, you know, I don't know. We do this all the time in the games industry, right? Like, I know the month after E3, Game Informer, their magazine is all about the press conferences, and they grade them. And I think that's fair, but they also articulate, like, here's what we liked, here's what we didn't like. They don't try to be disrespectful edgelords. Yeah. You know? They do it in, <laughs> in a journalistic way. Disrespectful edgelord would be a great <laughs> Shaq name. That's, that's the <laughs> that would be my Shaq name when I retire. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> I'll just post from disrespectful edgelord. I, th- I don't know. We've talked about this for a while. Yeah. Because I, I think this is like the topic today I was probably most passionate about. Oh, no. I, I, I love Diablo so much. I, I was like, I know you have to go, but let's get this one in here. Yeah. Uh, no, I. We'll, we'll keep watching it. It's uh, going to be interesting. My final thought fuck gamers. Fuck uh, those guys. I don't know. Not all of them. I no, like the all of them. All of them. Because Shackers, to me, that Trans- community, that they transcend just gamers. Yeah. Like most Shackers, I think, are pretty darn articulate and respectful. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I mean, you got to create a sump pump thread. You do. You do. <laughs> like me. Yeah. I, I, there were some other options. I was in the mod Slack talking about it. I was like, what if I made two threads? Uh, one called Trump Dump uh-huh. and one called Trump Pump. Oh. So the Trump Pump people could be pro-Trump right. and the Trump Dump people could be anti-Trump. <sighs> what if I did that? And the mods are like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what if I do a sump pump thread? Because <laughs> when I pump. lived in Dover, Ohio, I had a sump pump. 
And it's important to have a sump pump when you have a basement. It is important. You know? And then it became a discussion about well water, and I had a well growing up. <clears throat> I don't have a well here. No. We got Maslin water I here. I had one growing up. Yeah. Yeah. On Salem. Yeah. Well, s- south of here, plenty of well water areas. Yeah. That's good water. It's different. Yep. Different time. But, uh, yeah, so shout out to our sponsor one more time, Bad Kitty. Thank you, Bad Kitty. You are awesome. You're the best. And my uh, wife was born in Hawaii, by the way, Bad Kitty, so she's going to be pretty excited about these goodies. She, oh, dude, yeah. Amy's going to be super stoked. Yeah. I think it's funny. She was she was born in Hawaii. The first place my dad came to when he came to America was Hawaii. Really? And he settled down here. I'm like, Dad, why'd you leave Hawaii? But now you know, like, the cost of living in Northeast Ohio is pretty awesome. Yeah, it wasn't why. It's just the way he moved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Intern in Hawaii, resident in New York, another residency and fellowship in Jersey. That is pretty crazy. Another residency in Northeast Ohio. They finally started, opened up his practice in Dover. That is pretty crazy. You know, like, to start out in America in Oahu and to end up in Canton, Ohio is pretty stupid. That is. Uh, But, yeah. So, thanks to Bad Kitty for being our unofficial sponsor. Uh, Go to shacknews.com for all your news, interviews, reviews, previews, uh, long reads. We got another long read coming in hot. Coming in. I saw it was, like, 11 chapters. It's going to be, like, I think 13. 13? Something like that, yeah. Have you put all of them in yet? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I was in there today. They'll they'll be in by the end of next week. Okay. I was I was I was in there. Yeah. I'm starting to peruse because mm-hmm. uh, I want to get in there uh, before early this time. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get in a little bit early. Yeah. I, I'm not in Japan this time, so right. that helps. <laughs> that does help. <laughs> it's also not 200 sub thousand words. Yeah. Uh, it's more manageable. But- but yeah, before people are even done reading your first long read that you put out this or second long read. I've I think I've kind of established my pace. Last year I did one good size long read yeah. in, in for Doom and then Rocket Jump was like the mega long read. And this yeah. year I have I did the mega long read first and now I'm kind of closing out mm-hmm. the year with a I don't know like a it'll be like I think it's around 60 pages something like that. Okay. But it's pretty it we're going to dig it's Tomb Raider. Yep. The the new Tomb Raider trilogy. We're gonna dig pretty deep in it. And in fact, we have uh, a lot of good information on Shadow of the Tomb Raider that no other outlets have reported on. So. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that game is interesting. Yeah. I think we're gonna do a, a post mortem podcast on that one, and we can. I want to hear more about your experience asking my <laughs> questions because that cracks. I was me a up. vessel for you. Yeah. And you get to listen to me be I just, like I just nervous. To you like when Rick or Rich would cut you off, and you're in there like, oh damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> Really quietly. Okay, and I hear Rich like, well, no, he phrased that really smart way. And I was just like, yeah, no, damn it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, I'm journalism. I'm journalizing all over. Yep. Oh, yeah. So go to youtube.com yes. slash Shaq News Games. Yes. That's where our videos are because the guy who has slash Shaq News is a jerk, but I'm working on it. I am working on you it. You are working on it. Yeah. I've talked to the Google. Um, also, Gamer Hub videos on YouTube. That's a lot of our interview content. Lola is going ape. Um, yeah, we're on Twitter at Shack News. We're on Facebook, which apparently pictures of our faces get posted there, <laughs> literally. Yeah, because the way Facebook ingests our RSS feed is fucked up. Yep. So yeah, whatever. Fuck that place. Yeah. And we're Shack News Media on Instagram because Greg's dumb. And then <laughs> uh, yeah, if you have any complaints about our podcast, go at Greg Burke eighty five. 
if you want to send pictures of our pets or your pets to us or pictures of our pets to us that'd be nice. i just like how like one of your hobbies in life is just putting greg on blast <laughs> i love at greg any moment i love I greg. know you do he knows i love him yeah so it's okay yeah but yeah it's become one of my personal joys in life is calling <laughs> greg out <laughs> Because then it gets to him, like, months later. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> he was trying to call me during the recording. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Screw Greg. Uh, yeah. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the stupid soapbox. If you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes, and you're, say, on social media like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you can't really share anything on Instagram. It's just... It's like Twitter for illiterate people. Uh, but yeah, like Twitter, right? And you hit the retweet button without reading the article. No, first click the link, read the article, consume the content, actually become an informed reader, sharer, viewer of information. This also helps prevent the sharing of fake news, which is a big problem these days. Yes. And then if you want to go sexy bill the cameraman's extra mile, actually find a second source and try to verify and vet the story that you're about to share to your friends. I don't expect anyone to do this because I'm sitting here begging you to click on a link to begin with. <laughs> but if you go sexy, sexy build the cameraman's extra mile, he'll be very happy. Yes. And so will we, because you would have clicked at least two links. Yes. And it also helps content creators. So if you, if you care about David and you want him to have a job, you click on beneath the starless guy. It's on the first pinned section of our blog roll. Please click it, click it, read it. My job is on the line. Right? Come on. Yeah. We're waiting. Go do it right now. Yes. Shacknews.com. Operators are standing by. Scroll down. There it is. Click yes. on it. Yes. So read that this week and enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Right? That's, that's it. it. That's it. It's ridiculous. Why do I have to keep saying that? <laughs> Why do I have to keep saying this to people? I know. It's ridiculous. It is. And I catch people doing it all the time. I get people reacting to my articles on social media, like shit I write, and they clearly didn't read it. Like Greg, like for, no, like uh, Haxum, right? Haxum, like uh, the the Tetris Effect review. Oh, I don't really think this is just Tetris with music. I'm like, read the fucking review. Yes, and go read that review. It's great. That game is great. Yep, and uh, I like the review a lot. And actually, being a informed uh, participant in online discussion is great mm -hmm. you'll feel better uh but yeah i do want to see your 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 pictures of your pets so thank you to captain zork for doing that and whoever else out there using the, sh the hashtag shack pet uh shack pets and also hashtag shack cast yes i'm at techno sucks there you're at david l craddock there and there's also at lola shack news who i don't know who that is but they act like they're lola so that's cool that's it. Go out there and do it for Shack News. Too many people getting raped, y'all. And there's too many people getting raped now. I got too many people getting raped now. I got too many people getting raped now. We gotta stop with all that rape now.
Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you.